I have had this question. Every time a movie comes up or a television series or a documentary or something, Michael, you've seen it. And I want to know how much, like, do you sleep? <laughs> like, how do you have the time? I'm, I mean, I, I don't think I watch TV that much. Okay. Which is strange because I don't think it like it's kind of the last thing. You're that like, I oh, ever that did. Better Call Saul. That yeah. you know, yeah, it was it was okay until the such and such an episode in the later yeah. season. And I'm like, well, so that means you saw, saw all the seasons. Four, I saw four seasons, which I tr- once tried on a movie job to like watch all the season, all oh, the yeah. episodes of all the seasons of Blacklist. Yeah, and I didn't. I could. I failed. That show's hard because that one, like, I even had to quit that one. Okay, that one. That one's really good until I don't know what season they're well, in, like season ten or something. The thing with Blacklist is it just like if I choose to watch television, it's yeah. generally because I don't want to think about what is going on. Like it's it, escapism. It's a yes. little bit too. And drawing, Blacklist yeah. was not escapism. It's just like <laughs> I think that's true. It, in some some yeah some shows. Yeah, like I mean I. Oh God, <laughs> maybe I should give you the worst example ever. <laughs> I haven't watched Handmaid's Tale because I don't need to see a fictionalized version of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I to be to be honest that most of the stuff that I watch should be it's not necessarily entertainment. I, I entertainment as in art. I like yeah. the art part of it. Like when things look beautiful or it makes you feel a certain way. That part is cool. I like a lot of history stuff mm-hmm. that is like amplifying what I'm reading about or learning about. Um, and I say that saying that I'm on season three of glow up. Oh, okay. Which is a makeup competition, which is the worst fucking show that like, it has nothing to do with anything. It's a hundred percent brainless, but I find it. Well, what about fuck boys or whatever? Fuck boy <laughs> Island. I have not seen that. I have not seen that. I just, I've all, I've, I've, you know, it came up in articles in, you know, <laughs> yeah, news or whatever, like what, you know, in defense of F boy Island or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, wait, what? Now, <laughs> here's the weird thing because reality show is total garbage. Unless I think that you're pulling, I think I I get interested in watching, even though it's fake and maybe some of it's dramatized, some of it's set up, most of it's set up. But you are seeing some kind of genuine psychological experiment go on. Okay. A little, to to some degree. My example of that is Temptation Island. Never saw it. Dude, let me just tell you the premise (laughs) for this. They take couples that have been together for somewhere between two and five years who are not married um, they put them on an island in a separate house with a number of the opposite sex who are single and probably highly incentivized to make the other people break their vow or whatever. So the whole idea is like, is your relationship real? We'll come test it in a month with these hot singles. And it's like, 
it's such a fucking psychological experiment played out in a fucking completely unethical way that is fascinating because the only interaction they have with their significant other is a 20 second clip that the producers decide to show them of what that other person is doing in the other island or in the other house or whatever other than that no, no interaction mm-hmm. it that is so fucking funny to me to watch people to just see how easy it is to manipulate people right I mean, to take things out of context and then to like show it to somebody who is leaning one way or the other and it'll just amplify how they're how they're leaning well i mean like we always talk about incentives mm-hmm. and like i mean basically the incentive from like reality television is to be more dramatic and so it's like we grew up watching television where we're over dramatizing things mm-hmm. to um to be entertaining but then we're a generation of people who grew up with those as our our cultural narrative mm-hmm. of like oh when this happens then the hero does this the villain does this mm-hmm. the you show that you love someone by like moving across the country and like sneaking into their house in the middle of the night and playing music because that's romantic um, and then I missed that episode and then reality television is, is someone who grew up on that going I can do better I can one up this I can one up this well I mean like even just the how much do you think how much do you think like entertainment in the form because of how much is digested me being Mm. like a consumer of a lot of this garbage how much do you think um plays on the actual realistic role of people's narrative like of uh, their daily life like if i watch nothing but liam neeson revenge porn right how likely is it that i'm gonna jump at the opportunity to enact what i've seen and i appreciate and i kind of worship in a uh, well way. i i feel that has to do with the the observer like are you looking at this as a as an instructive tool or as a as brain cheetos basically like <sighs> i mean maybe i'm filing for later <laughs> but also <laughs> but also just like liking the feeling of, uh, like seeing satisfaction play out i think yeah. is what that is right yeah a- a- under the like worst justification well I mean, it's I it's basically porn. Oh, and 100% it is. There's, there's porn as a tool to be like, all right, this is base instinct. Everyone got paid well. I'm going to take care of business and then it's I'm over. Gonna use this for what it's for. And then there's porn as people being like, oh, that's how real life is. And if real life doesn't meet the expectations that I thought saw through entertainment, that's real life's fault. And I'll take what, what I've been told I'm, I deserve. Right. Well, that, that's what like porn is to sexuality is what nascar is to the dmv yeah right like nice (laughs) they're just they have related tools yeah right like it's essentially like there's similar engines going on in both things but i think i'm fascinated i'm fascinated by all of it because i think i see I don't know. I see the connection of the disbel or the like the the fake into the reality. Right. Right. Like you can definitely notice the the shift in difference, especially in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Somebody who did not grow up with the internet, well, like didn't I, I matured with the internet right. maturing. So like my development in relationships is essentially like the picture that took 
so long to like, we're the same age yeah right like <laughs> neat, neat, neat. and it was dial imagine up though if you went to the dmv to renew your driver's <laughs> license and it was as fast as a pit stop at like <laughs> at the brickyard <laughs> like what the also be awesome man like it would not in be torture 12 seconds yeah. exactly i mean and exactly. also you have to get like super psyched to get in there and <laughs> Imagine if your plumber was just willy-nilly super prepared to do double anal, double vaginal. Like, well, like It'd be a different like world. Prepped and ready to go. It doesn't understand any of the underlying problems that could be sanitary or otherwise. You like, I, I, I guess I'm fascinated because I, like, I'm fascinated <laughs> I by think garbage disposal still doesn't work. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> well, obviously, he was doing other things. Yeah, plumbing. I, this is, I don't know, I think it's a... I I like that the term porn and I can't remember and I'm going to fuck up the quote cuz I can't remember either but it was somebody <laughs> somebody was talking about that the I the the definition of porn has nothing to do with sexuality it has to do with the provocation and satisfaction it's like this this ratio of provocation and satisfaction right. which means politics is porn yeah. which means food is porn because exercise Exercise is porn. Like mm-hmm. a, a lot of this stuff is not fulfilling or satisfying the need that the um, that the organism actually is seeking. It's it's copying it, but not fulfilling it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so me and Josh talked about this because I I thought this was kind of dead on. Is we have a lot of like cultural, um, I don't know, development and evolution towards sexuality and a lot of it is like oh we come from a you know a a culture that was very i don't know protestant and mm. and kind of like fucking super conservative we'll say is the best way to right. put it without like demeaning anyone's religious views i okay so where did that come from like what why were these rules in place like why why did nudity ever become a negative thing and you're like you're like i I'm not somebody who thinks that prostitution should be illegal. I fucking hate the idea of it. I think, I think when males see a naked woman and like immediately think sex, I think there's something wrong with their brain, right? Like they, they haven't developed correctly. Mm-hmm. I think that's a weird thing to, and, and I think the same thing is true. And this is what I would yell at. Like, you know, if, if uh, my stepdaughter gets in trouble because her shorts are short, I'm screaming at the principal because he's sexualizing a fucking 12-year-old or whatever. Like, there's something wrong with your brain if you see a kid's flesh and you think that that's inappropriate. You're the one projecting the inappropriate thing, mm-hmm. not the child. The child is just being a child. I think it's like, I think we've gotten to this weird part where I start to question, and I think a lot of people start to question the evolution of our cultural norms as being kind of dangerous. Like they, But they had to come for good reason. And so where I'm going with like this whole idea is that you had to protect something that enabled the survival of the species, i.e. sexuality, like mm-hmm. sexual interactions. You To, to understand that, you got to go back to the time. This is something that I didn't think about until I read about it as an idea. There was a point where in our species, allegedly, this is obviously all conjecture, but it seems pretty accurate where humans didn't know that the act of sex produced children. Right. Right? They happen a, a far ways away from each other. So at some point, we figure, oh, that's what did it. 
other than that, it was like immaculate conception. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, we're just yeah. like, oh, this is a pro. Oh, look, she rained and she's pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> like, that that's what happens when it rains and a full moon. With another thing that is connected directly because we're really bad at heuristics. Yeah. So at some point, we realized that the act had to do with this, and I think a lot of the cultural norms came with protecting that act. Now, mm-hmm. why it becomes porn or why why it becomes like kind of an interesting conversation about what's acceptable and what's not is that food is the unfettered um, abuse of something that should actually be protected. So now we have hyper uh, palatable foods, highly sexual foods, things Mm -hmm. that like just fulfill these pleasure centers and they do nothing else of what food is supposed to do. And this is how I'm equivalent, like food intake and nutrition is the same as sexuality. It, it has a place in sociodynamics, but also procreation, but also these other right. ways that you fit in. And we, um, it is probably the one thing that we don't understand how to regulate it, but we understand that it's important that some features are protected. Mm-hmm. But we don't do that with food. Mm-hmm. And now you look at what food does to the population, and it's a free-for-all. It is essentially... I can't imagine the destruction that it would cause or the disease that it would cause if sex was as free as food was. Mm -hmm. So there is some part of me that goes, although I believe in freedom and being able to do your own thing, there's also something missing from the educational process about respecting how fucking inherently messed up some of these subjects can become. Uh, That's the weird part for me when like trying to like put these things together i can't figure out what the right regular like what's the right rules around other than actually i i don't think it's rules because i don't think that somebody else telling me how to behave teaches me how to behave right instead it's teaching each other how to behave and funny enough i think that's what actually porn can do i think that's the future of real sexual pornographic material is getting people to understand that if you want to partake in these highly pleasurable activities, it takes this kind of communication. It's right. this kind of preparation. It's making sure you're safe. It's making sure that the other person is comfortable. It's like a huge dialogue on discovery and in in sociology about understanding another person's comfort in a highly vulnerable state. Just like I don't think regulating sugar changes anything. I think teaching people about the pleasure of ingesting it and also understanding the harm and how you interact with it on a daily basis, I think that is the regulation. It's education, and that can only come from somebody that you trust, right. not an agency. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's also operates on a completely different time scale. Like, mm-hmm. rules are fast, and they're easy, mm-hmm. and then a person, back to, like, incentives, a person can claim that, like, oh, I did my part. I made this rule. We passed it. And therefore, I'm off the hook. Yeah, I did. we did something. We yeah. made a rule about it. Like, yeah. we, we got in there. And now you're forced to do this thing. Yeah. It's for your own good. I don't know how we ended up there from how much TV do you watch. But <laughs> <laughs> it goes, I mean, I think you, uh, you nailed it. Education <laughs> is, you know... The answer to a lot of these problems, sure, <laughs> and also all the TV you watch, and also the yeah, I mean, exactly. But, I, but I, I'm like, I think I'm watching TV. So I, I'm trying to think. Of, I do sleep, but I, and I only use it a certain part of the day. I only turn it on if I can't get my brain to stop. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I just watch it until my brain is tired. Yeah. So, and it has to be like not so interesting or not so demanding. Cause when I yeah. do get trapped into a thing, that's like, it'll just make me worse. I can't sleep then, which is kind of what happened last night. Funny enough, watching a makeup competition. show, <laughs> Something clicked on what I was watching and I had to like stop and write for a couple hours. Uh, maybe it's like a half an hour, but it felt like a couple hours because yeah. my arm was kept going numb from holding my phone in bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird weird angle um yeah i don't i find tv can be really interesting i also understand that like i I don't think if i don't ever watch tv i really don't care like i'm never like oh do you know what i i want to sit down and watch tv for a couple hours like that Mm -hmm. i would way rather do so many other things oh yeah like re like hawaii was great but because i just read instead of watch tv yeah, I took great pleasure recently of watching a couple of movies mm. precisely for the brain-numbing effect yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or take you out of the that. Mm-hmm. But then I was also, you know, the other night I watched a sort of a two-part documentary thing I mentioned about history of Afghanistan because I was reading, you know. Yeah, that, yeah. That was some stuff, yeah. and then I was like, oh, well, hey, t- <clears throat> YouTube well, algorithm knew my thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he mentioned like, about the Descent show, that I was like, oh, man, I was getting ready to – because I think um, I think you're probably the same as, like, this multimedia learning. Like, it, the, the more planes that you cross between yeah. different media structures helps you – kind of absorb information differently. Yeah. It's also why I can't remember where certain things come from because oh, I cross that plane back and forth between podcasts, movies, shows, documentaries, yeah. books, articles, blogs. Like It all just becomes information at some point. Well, I mean, like we talked about it with... Uh, uh, God, I don't remember which book it was. One of the ones that you had me get. Um, oh. But it was, uh, in essence, the different parts of your brain that is activated by mm. motor learning versus rote learning versus listening and that like oh was uh, that the thinking fast the, and slow the, the that was not s- hidden spring nope transcendence oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. transcendence yeah there, or i don't know yeah there was a bunch <laughs> transcendence i think is it but um again it, it talks about synesthesia you know what it might have been a different one it oh. doesn't okay <laughs> fully matter again, i can find never that. remember where never it remember where we got it yeah um but again it's it's the idea of like things hit differently um <laughs> The Nexium documentary on HBO and seeing what Keith Raniere really looked like changes the whole understanding of Nexium. No shit, because <laughs> I listened to the podcast yeah. and then I had to look up pictures of everybody and I go, "Oh, this is a different story than I thought it was." <laughs> Nexium is the cult MLM, right? Yeah, that did the branding or whatever. Okay, Keith Raniere is ponytailed little guy with he looks. It's hard to be sympathetic to <laughs> to look at him and be like someone heard him talk and said, I want to be like that guy. Oh, no. Like there's people so who are deeply charming and you yeah. see them. You're like, I can understand how you fell for that guy. But yeah. Seeing video of Keith Raniere, it doesn't translate. Maybe in person. But dude, charisma sometimes is weird. No, I, 100%. I, like sometimes I think that's how you develop charisma is by not being the norm. That's what throws you off. Cause like if somebody is good looking and like they, mm. they fit all the features where right. you're like, 
oh man, that's a a celebrity or yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. that I should respect. I think it puts you on guard. Uh-huh. But if somebody is like, oh well, they're short and he has a pink shirt and a mustache and a ponytail, and <laughs> I, <laughs> he's not recruiting me for a sex slave. MLM. There's no <laughs> way he would want me to be his sex slave and tattoo his initials on my brand. Please, brand. Yeah, brand. sorry, with yeah. a laser. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> laser beam. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> See, there are some things that I'm just okay being unfamiliar with. I mean, I, 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 you know, I read you know a few headlines about that particular uh, group of folks and decided I didn't need to really know anymore. And if you know, it's kind of like, I mean, we're talking about yesterday a little bit. The 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 thing you kind of get what you deserve in some Mm -hmm. cases. It, just in the sense of, well, I want to be protected from misinformation, so the government should, you know, determine what is, you know, correct and what is mm. not correct, and suppress what's incorrect, so that I don't have to, I, you know, I, I don't have to educate myself about something. I hundred because there are that. other smarter people who are just out there ready and willing to do it for me, and so, and that takes me off the hook. I don't need to. Um, to, to pay attention, I don't need to educate myself to to you know. They'll tell me whether you know shooting bleach into my eyes is a good you know in order to cure a sniffle is a good idea or not. I mean, we we talked about this briefly, like the the fatigue of yeah. like of trying to trying to do your research, trying to decide who is worth listening to, <clears throat> tracking down sources, trying to understand, yeah, and then trying to just continue to be a, a helpful human for the people in your actual life um, definitely had some moments of empathy fatigue where oh yeah <laughs> I love this he's talking about this on the air today like, he nailed it oh my god <laughs> yeah but yeah just like you know being mildly inconvenienced by someone revving a motorcycle and just waiting to hear the crash and just like <laughs> wishing death on a total stranger it wasn't even actually inconvenient it was mildly annoying like it was <laughs> but you'd run out of your your to- completely it was capacity to yeah. tolerate minor yeah. annoyances oh yeah 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 it you know you hear it's like hearing someone cough straight to jail like yeah <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah. none. Yeah, and and it's you know it's it seems like a I mean back to the biological needs to like take care of your community, like when you're being overdrawn on your accounts, the first thing you do is find out where am I spending money that it's not helping yeah. me, like where can I cut it off? And yeah. they're just like strangers on the internet, fuck them. Yeah, like, <laughs> watching. I will admit, I used to I would watch. Uh, uh, a design show uh and it was to hate people it was it was just to be like this is a total stranger maybe that's my underlying reason for watching shitty reality yeah. and it's just like i can comfortably just be like this person's a piece of shit and just yeah just wallow in that feeling that like for people in my actual life mm-hmm. it's sometimes really frustrating to be like you know what yeah, they fucked me over, but I honestly think they were trying to do the best that they could and they just had a really bad understanding or, you know, their their circumstance made them, you know, I was probably the easiest person to screw over and keep them moving forward. So it's just like I can't totally just hate them. It's like 
yeah, you made a shitty decision and I had to pay for it, but... It it seems like <laughs> all relationships... I got to put this right. <laughs> yeah, you do. It seems, because I'm going to make a very broad but probably accurate statement. <laughs> it seems like all relationships are bets against human nature for human potential. And that's why you lose a lot of the time. And that's yeah. why the frustration comes because you're you're betting that somebody can rise above what you know about hu- yeah. human nature and achieve something that you don't know about human potential. It is a bet. It's a, it's a, I'm fucking risking this well, thing and therefore you're invested into it. And that's why, that's why all of, that's why it's so fucking exhausting. Yeah. Well, and that's, <laughs> and that's also like why it hurts. And there's also an interesting thing. Um, I, I had a, a, a frustrating experience recently and like feeling trying to understand like feeling taken advantage of and trying to understand like what is going on and i remember when it first started it taught me a lot because i remembered like it was like i would never do that to anyone and i thought about it and i was like you know what i kind of did and Uh, when i i interpreted a series of events in the most generous version for yourself for myself for (laughs) for what i wanted to do next and i was like wow like everyone here is being really cool about me like moving in this direction and that's really enlightened like that's impressive i want to be even more like that guy because like he could just he could see the bigger picture and like just encouraged me to to go down this road with this organization that seems like it might have screwed him a little bit but he seems really comfortable with it so I'm, wow, like I'm, I got the blessing and it, it's because I didn't ask any questions. <laughs> <laughs> like a tour, like, you okay? Text? And it's like, yeah, little sad. Oh, I guess that's, I guess I can keep going. Oh, and it was Christ. someone else hurting me that made me be like, oh, oh shit. Like, because... I didn't think I was doing anything wrong because I intentionally didn't think about things to protect yeah. the human, like the potential that I was like, oh, this could, this could, I could continue going down my story sure, without second guessing my actions because I asked just enough questions for permission. I wasn't asking for information. This is a phenomenal, I think this is from um, that magician guy wrote a book called Happy. Okay. I never finished the book, but he had some really good, he's like... He usually harps on people that take advantage of other people, like healing, like snake mm-hmm. oil salesmen, yeah, yeah. stuff like that, because he can perform the same things, and then he shows people how to. He's phenomenally entertaining. I can't remember his name. But Darren, I know you were talking something. About. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he he had this point that he goes, "You got to understand when you go after people, most people that seem like they're being dishonest are not that they don't know that they're lying to themselves and mm-hmm. everybody else, like." That's what makes it so convincing, right? If you know you're lying to yourself, you can't lie to yourself. So you just mask most of these things or you like put them under certain subconscious features to let them go or you ignore certain things that would inform you differently. Right. But you're not actively telling yourself that I am this. That is a different form of narcissism. Right. But 
few people can get into that. It's still obviously a trait that a lot of people have where their self-importance is more important than truth or, you know, honesty. But most people he describes as falling into something just by ignorance of a situation. Mm. And I think that's like, it's not that I lied to myself. It's just that I ignored the truth. Right, because Which is, sounds different, but well, it's not. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like you you were saying, it's just like the the human nature versus human potential, mm. and like it's it's a human nature moment to be like, well, I'm good, and therefore all my actions must be good. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that's not good that I do, it's because it's an honest mistake, and people who know me would trust that it was an honest mistake. And therefore, why is everyone mad at me? Because it's obviously just an honest mistake. But when you frame everything that somebody did that made you... uh, The the motorcycle revenue, right? That guy is fucking doing that just because he knows (laughs) I hate motorcycles. Like, I don't care. I just want him dead. Yeah, right. But he doesn't even know you're in your house. But you can take that as a personal insult. But I think that... I forgot what the the rule Hanlov's law or whatever. Don't attribute malice. Oh, yeah. Attribute ignorance. I'm going to butcher that. But uh, something to that degree, I think that's true. When somebody cuts you off, they weren't like, you know what? Fuck this guy. And they like swerve in front of you, make the most danger. I mean, there's potential for that. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're driving a BMW, that's obviously (laughs) what they did. But but in most cases, you just like... I thought it was you driving the BMW, and the other guy was like in a... <laughs> Honda. A Honda, yeah. He hiled me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He told me about that. <laughs> that was hilarious. I was just like, all right, man. Yeah. I mean, the Japanese were up on the list, but not that high. Yeah. They, so they... they like, the, the, the funny... I just want to reframe from now okay. on. Whenever I start telling a story, I'm going to embellish it as, like, I'm a messiah of some sort. Okay. So even if I was like, you know, telling anything, I think the game would be to, this is actually a trick that I think you'll do to yourself to make sure that you're not full of shit. Every time you just start describing yourself, describe yourself. I was like, well, when I came out of the water, I was walking on the water. I was wearing white robes. And then I had this interaction with this person. And you start just describing yourself as like a Jesus figure. Mm. That way you're acknowledging the trap that you normally fall in by telling a story focusing on your self-importance and what happened to you Mm. by just like making yourself the Jesus of every story. (laughs) (laughs) That way, when you tell it, just do it seriously. Like, God, I just fucking went to the store, the hardware store down the street. And I was like healing a leper. And then this guy just got in my face. (laughs) And I think, I think, once you start, like, once you start like just overtly, yeah, just um, it's a messiah complex, but I'm obvious about it. I think it would work. Uh, you could start an MLM for uh, sure. Yeah. Get, oh, yeah, and branding. <laughs> I don't know, brand. it's on brand, it's on oh. exactly. I wonder if that did come from a pun. If they're like, how can we brand our people? and you're like. I've got an idea yeah. <laughs> with lasers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because you get. I mean, you could like rope them like a calf <laughs> for sure, but then they'll know something's up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they'll bring lasers it's, yeah. to the party. It'll be awesome. Everyone will. It's about power. They need to do it willingly. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
how you just described 2020 in one sentence. Yeah. I have no idea. But that was beautiful. Nice. Well, I mean, I mean, even as, as what you're saying, like that recognition, and I mean, it's a scary recognition of like, oh shit, like I, I took advantage of, of, you know, people I care about and I respect because I chose to see this in the most beneficial light for myself. Yeah. You put the, I think back in the day there was somebody was, uh, Michael Kennedy, editor of climbing magazine was commenting on something that, um, I'd written or whatever, but it and it's, and he said, yeah, people put the most positive spin possible on their own actions. Yeah. And yeah. like, well, I guess I'm probably never going to forget that. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I'll never <laughs> forget. <laughs> I t- fuck, man. Like, I, this is this is the problem. Is like, did the, did you the, are the problem. Did the leper walk though? Is, <laughs> I want to know. Like, or no, re- I got like, interrupted by this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> He's why they're still lepers. Or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you realize I'm healing the sick? I don't need a fucking mask on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and that would stop the conversation right there. Yeah. One way or another. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because <laughs> either he knows that I am a homeless guy who's have psychological disorder, yeah. and he doesn't want to be near me, or you he another... understands that I'm serious, and he doesn't want to deal with the wrath of God. Yeah. Or he's got exactly. a follower. you got a follower. I mean, how many options are you? How many people have claimed to be a Messiah? And how many people have been like, mm, maybe? Like... Ooh. Right, like Mo David, Children of God. Oh, I, that's a good podcast. I've listened to a bunch of cult podcasts because yeah, it's dude. way too fascinating. Mo David has to take the cake for like one of the most fucked up cult leaders ever. But at some point, if you listen to him talk, mm-hmm. I kind of get it. Like, he does not sound like he's full of shit. Mm-hmm. If you're into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the charisma, plus he's like good looking. Right. So that helps. And they were probably on a lot of acid. That also helps. Um, fuck. I don't know. But then he ended up fucking, you know, causing an incestual sex cult. That's always how it ends. Like <laughs> <laughs> everything. Is I, so either good. that or you forget to pay your taxes. Sex or taxes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> those are, those are, uh, inevitables when you go down the, uh, cult pipeline, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, we get accused of being kind of culty sometimes, but I, I don't, Oh, fuck. Maybe we just don't see it. I I paid the second quarter taxes <laughs> <laughs> the other day. I don't know, a couple weeks ago. It was a couple weeks late. But and we don't have sex slaves yet. Exactly. I, fuck. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, but there is a homeless camp out there. <laughs> oh, no. no. From? Yeah. <laughs> fuck. I, oh God, there is a fucking homeless camp. Uh, we, I wanted to actually, cause this has been, I've been working on this issue for the, you know, for a long time. Cause I've sent you 90 different fucking drafts of this, this, I don't know, article, potential article or idea that I just can't, I can't get it out. It sounds too fabricated when I write it, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a conversation. It's not that interesting, maybe. Um, but now that the FDA approved the vaccine, which is kind of like, 
you know, a marker for a lot of people. Wait, that, a government agency did what the government <laughs> asked them to do? I know. It's shocking. It's weird. weird. Dude, there's, I don't, I don't, there's no collusion here. Um, no, there, it's gen, what is it? Is it, did, did, I just want to know what, which category did it, did it come on? Is it grass? Is it generally regarded as safe? <laughs> it's <laughs> like the eating of silicone, yeah, you know, and shit like that. Silicone, like, the amount of food. rat feces in your peanut butter that is allowable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My cheese volumizer. <laughs> um, you know, I was like. I'm, I've been on, like, I'm literally who you would call vaccine hesitant. Like, I fit the description to a T. I, I was like, I don't know about this. Like, I'm healthy. I'm not necessarily terrified of COVID. There's some, like, complications that come from it that I mm -hmm. do not want. Like, you don't want long COVID. That sounds like a motherfucker, especially with how much shit we have to get done. I can't afford to be tired for eight months or whatever. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> Do you know how bummed you're going to be when I'm like, Mark, can you do the mail again? Like, I just don't feel good. Um, that, that, I'll be like, well, you know, um, the European Union wants us to charge taxes and be, you know, the tax collector for yeah. them. And mm -hmm. so does the UK yeah. after they left the European Union. Um, <laughs> Weird how the, they just are the same thing now. Anyway. Exactly. And so they want us to collect the taxes. And I'll just say, I'm sorry, we're not shipping to any of those places anymore. Yeah, I thought and that'll, about it, that'll, actually. You know, that'll... Fuck. Uh, so if you're listening to this podcast, so, TikTok, you know, so change sorry. change your government's behavior from within, yeah, or something. Um, I, I realize that you know y'all over there have bigger fish to <laughs> fry, so to speak. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's not Australia. Once, once you get to, I can't wait for the the uh, down in Australia for like I think it's on the 31st. There. All these truck drivers, or not oh, yeah. all these, just yeah. the one guy, yeah, right, <laughs> who's uh, trying to get all the other truckies. Yeah. I think his nickname is Trucky, so he calls his, all the other truck drivers truckies, or truck maybe it's, it's oh. maybe it's just a um, it's just an Australianism <laughs> thing. But uh, uh, so he's he is beyond hesitant, sure about you know the thing, but he's virulent, virulently anti yeah and he wants to block off all major all roads going in and out of all major cities with trucks on a given day as a form of protest which i think is brilliant sure unfortunately the messenger matters <laughs> and <laughs> the guy who came up with this savage and genius idea um, is neither of those. Is neither <laughs> of those. exactly <laughs> so here this is where so this this is where but I'm not vaccine phobic. I'm I'm not afraid of vaccines. Yeah, or needles, or, or, or yeah, any of that stuff. Yeah. I'm not afraid. Like I I don't think that there's a big conspiracy to put you know make us robots or zombies. But I do have some hesitation about you know smartphones have already done that. Yeah, for sure. We're already fucking robots. Uh, my my personal thought isn't the fear of necessarily the vaccine. It's like maybe there's some side effects that we don't understand about how T cell regeneration works. And there's been some smart people that have talked about that idea of, you know, maybe that's a possibility of a side effect. Other than that, don't care. It's, I said like, hey, if it becomes FDA approved, that it's probably good enough. You know, even if they rush it, there's enough money behind this thing. And now there's like 300 million fucking people that have it. Great. If it's what's required. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of on board. And so they announced that. 
And then I saw a post by the FDA telling people, warning people of raw milk, but that they should in fact eat cookies. And I just about lost my fucking mind. This, because it was National Cookie Day, right? And you're yeah. supposed to, what, what was it? it was, but they're uh, warning uh, you against raw milk. And so I was like, man, maybe more people have died of raw milk than I think. No, three since 1993 that they think. And like Josh looked up, one of them was a drowning that they just found raw milk in her system. Like So two people She's since 1993. Like got in the pool, forgot to... Maybe like, had a side ache from the milk. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Fell asleep. Yeah. And so you're like, <laughs> exactly. Drank some milk, got the hit. So again, I'm back to a spot. Like from just... A, a perspective. I mean, it makes of rationality. It it makes clowns out of the agency when they behave in that way, and so therefore, them giving you know the the Pfizer vaccine yeah. their blessing is clown like as well. Like, I, sure. I don't think you can just go, hey, the, the they passed it, the vaccine's safe, you know, everybody get it on, now's the time, we're in this together, well, rally around the flag, yeah. boys, it, unless you're in Afghanistan and then you should probably <laughs> hide the flag. Um, and, then, and, and your American and, passport. And then the next day they post the thing about raw milk and you're just like... <sighs> so... What was it? The Biden picture with a uh, guy holding sign or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And the it, it reminds me of the Simpsons, or just like old people trying to hang out with young kids, and yeah. just like hundred percent. Well, be, and and again, the, the government is big enough, now, like where it's like, oh, there's a whole marketing department, and maybe this will contact some people. And there is the argument of how many people are we're we're convinced uh, basically are in your boat we're yeah. are convinced enough like okay fda approval but then the uh, the clowning is just like uh, it's the marketing it, that worries me the marketing always worries me uh, that that's kind of my hesitation is not about the drug my hesitation is about everything surrounding it including the conversation about hey you know just statistically not everybody should ever do one thing just mm-hmm. survivability wise like this is the rule the 10 man rule right mm-hmm. if you have 10 people and nine of them agree it's the 10th person responsibility to fucking disagree mm-hmm. just for variation that's mm-hmm. how nature yeah. succeeds so like you can't have you'll never have a hundred percent vaccination rate a it's a bad idea especially with something that's untested that takes about six to seven years to figure out long-term effects even though historically most vaccines their side effects are present within two months months, or something right that that's most but that's most vaccines actually aren't mrna vaccines Mm -hmm. in fact they never have been so there's a couple questions that should not be shot down as idiotic like these are not dumb questions these are from people who are legitimately like hey i want to do what's best and also um it's not stopping the transmission of this disease yeah like that seems to be and and we had this conversation earlier where you're like you've seen some evidence that showed that it actually mutes transmission and the last thing that I saw was like Israel is transmitted. They're eighty percent vaccinated, mm-hmm. and they're transmitting at a higher rate than almost any other place on the planet. Maybe and it's so because what, the behavior changes. But 
maybe that's that's a possibility yeah. i mean it's just it, like it, part of you know the summer of love or whatever um it, and, and then the rising sort of transmissibility or in case you know uh, cases of of uh infection um i think people just you know a number of people but you know got vaccinated mm-hmm. and then just went fucking went hog wild it's sure. like yeah. do do and maybe this has come up before i feel like i've had this conversation recently but you know when people started wearing helmets when they went skiing yeah or snowboarding head injuries yep. then go up. the head injuries yeah. go up 100 percent exactly or you you think like oh man i got the blast shield so i can i can go in the terrain park you know yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> i have no skill but i have deflector shields on my right, head right. and so i can go and 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 and, and the 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 types of injuries increased like they were mm-hmm. way more catastrophic yeah. than, it's like it's not breaking a leg it's like dude's in a coma for two yeah. years mm-hmm. you know it's it and uh, i, I kind of feel like there was a little bit of that with after after so long without social interaction people yeah. just wanted to like spit in my mouth <laughs> yeah ex- exactly i mean yeah. i was going orgy but you went yeah. spitting you know same thing so um, and and so that maybe there was, you know, they got on the pendulum and they rode it to the other side. And, it, and but there's a difference between reducing transmissibility mm-hmm. and reducing Spirity. the effects. Should you, you know, yeah. pop hot, um, you 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 catch it. And and so okay, if the vac- if the vaccination is mostly to it doesn't keep you from getting it, as we've seen. Um, and efficacy wears off after a certain period of time, blah, 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 boosters from now until the end of time, et cetera. But if if all it's doing is mean, mean you know, is uh, preventing you from actually dying and yeah. maybe maybe not taking up, you know, space in the ICU sure. yeah. that other people who may have been, you know, injured seriously in, you know, traffic accident or something, mm-hmm. you know, and they can't, they got to fucking wheel you out because you just... You know, wheezing too hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this person actually does have a life-threatening thing that they had no control over because yeah, you know, it's not it was that an they, asteroid or something. Yeah, they but, didn't try to heal it, COVID with essential oils or yeah, whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That lavender, I've heard, man. Fucking brutal Ooh. on viruses. Yeah, just so. Viruses run. Yeah, if you if you just spray that Febreze, the lavender Febreze yeah. right in your mouth. <laughs> you smell yeah. that? That's relaxation. Exactly. calm in the face of disease. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, transmissibility is going to be the, the the same regardless. And so then, why is you know what's the mandate? It's it's like you're saying, hey, but you're if you don't get the vaccine, then you're putting others at risk. I'm like, if whether I get it or not. I can be a pestilent asymptomatic carrier, right? Um, you know, regardless of whether whether I have um, been, been vaccinated or not. So what are exactly are the you know what is the benefit and what and why are they not saying what you know the the, the benefit actually is? I mean, I'm trying to. This is I, the I'm, point that I'm I think is so not talked about. Getting like, this circular thing. in my head here yeah. while I'm trying to you know walk through this. That was with, my idea with, when I kind of listened to like, man, I really try to want to understand what do I have wrong about this? Like, what, why, yeah. why aren't I just like, you know what? They got it. Like this guy's smart. He checks all the boxes. Why? Like both of you got it, and mm. I trust you guys, right? Like, and but, I really but for do. me, it was exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. What we had talked about. It's yeah. like it's a licensing issue. Yeah, it's like if they want to, if if they're going to make it, in, you know, uh, mandatory in order to access certain 
activities, mm-hmm. services, whatever, Travel, to have it, yeah. then I'm, then, you know, like I said, I'm closer to the end than I am at the beginning. And sure. if, you know, if I get a second head, maybe I'll be twice as smart. I don't know. <laughs> you know I, that, well, and I or think, I could eat twice as much. I think much the fact that people miss mouths. this point is what worries me about oh, it because yeah. it looks like it's willfully ignored. And so you could say like, no, no, it's little, it's little Timmy who has a, a immune deficiency disorder that, you know, he, you need to get it to protect him. But me getting it doesn't protect exactly him. that. That yeah. and in fact, me getting it, giving me um, the sense that I'm doing the right thing and that I'm now. But then also giving risk. me a hall pass to exactly. circulate more freely with people who yeah. may actually have it, and then I become an asymptomatic, right. you know, carrier because you know maybe the vaccine, you know, beat it down enough yeah. that I just thought I had allergies or yeah. forest fire smoke or some shit. And so, uh, like, given given this is what I don't understand the I don't understand the the anger or the hostility towards people who want to remain unvaccinated because even if I choose to get it, I still want those people to actually exist. Like, I, even as a a control, yeah, right. Just as like, <laughs> oh shit, those are the only people that died. Good thing I got it. That like. Not only does or it elevate those my superiority, are the only people who didn't. <laughs> right. And uh, shit. And here's 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 this rule goes with pretty much it. So there's people that dream of like end of the world shit. We all know this, and we all kind of have a we all kind of have a there's a there's a gene in every male that's kind of like yeah I want to check that out for a day <laughs> like, twenty four yeah. hours like yeah. free for all zombie apocalypse. Everybody kind of wants to know like. You know, how much leather goods can I put on and run around with a machine gun? Like, I, I'm i not saying you're going to do it because once it really happens, you're like, oh, shit, I forgot how shitty it is to not have a shower or yeah. whatever. <laughs> that, but everybody has kind of this end of the world thing. Uh, but then there's people who go really far. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's where real decisions are made. Um, I don't especially want to live off a of freeze-dried food in a tunnel with a bunch of fucking obese Mormons. Yeah. That isn't my idea of living. And therefore, given nuclear fallout, winter, whatever, all of these weird scenarios where you're like, dude, you could live another three years, but it would be with this polygamous family in this bunker with a bunch of canned milk. And I would be like, Nah, like <laughs> I'm going to fucking put one in the head. That has nothing to do with me not wanting to live. It just has to do with associating with people. So if I die, how I die, it's going to be with people who are kind of like me, mm-hmm. right? Like, so the survivability is in the context of people like me who will survive like me. And I think that's an important factor. And it's a, not a joking one. It's like, I don't think the world is worth living in if I have to be around people that are so enthralled by scientific technology that they worship at the bed of pharmaceutical companies. Those aren't people that I want to live with. I also don't they worship want... from the bed. Yeah. The pharmaceutical yeah. company yeah. put, yeah. Yeah. put them wrong. in. <laughs> I also don't want to live with people who are Luddites that like mm-hmm. think that braiding yeah. hair and making rope out of it is fucking cool. I'm like... I'm somewhere in between where I can appreciate a world that has a balance of both. I like camping, but I also, you know, like to take an antibiotic if it's a really bad strain of fucking bacterial infection. Well, and and this is where like, so agency is, is, is such a big thing of just like, do what, what power do I have over this, this circumstance? And so like when they shut down my business and mm-hmm. everything started happening, it's just like, 
realization at this point, I think I had known one, maybe two, one person who had gotten COVID to the point where they were, they didn't get hospitalized, Mm -hmm. but he definitely told me that like there were some moments when he was laying in bed at night when he was like, I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. (laughs) Like he was, he was getting scared. Yeah. Um, At least he could fall asleep. (laughs) 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 Fucking gratitude that motherfucker <laughs> um and and essentially it's it was gonna be on my dream board just me taking a nap <laughs> the the realization of just like the virus was not affecting me um fear of the virus was affecting me that's why <laughs> that's why my business was closed because mm. someone didn't want to have a bunch of deaths happen while they were in office mm-hmm. and yes we have the technology to work from home yeah or we the 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 most politicians friends are people who could work from home and so their <laughs> their environment their their circle their understanding of the world yeah. is like most people can work from home can we do this over zoom how Fuck much yeah, is a can. gallon of milk anyway like you yeah. know it's 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 we our world is the people that we connect with and so in there i you know they're like oh if everyone worked from home we could pretty much do everything and then you know two weeks will go by and every and i'll be a hero and then after two weeks, I don't want to be a flip flopper. I can't sure. go back on what I said. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I say down. go. In, so yeah, yeah. So let's double down, <laughs> yeah. and this continues. And so when it came to like the vaccination question, it was I trusted what I looked into enough about like the the found, like the mRNA vaccine on MERS and all that stuff, and just like okay, I'm in because the sooner this happens. The, the sooner the fear of the virus is over, the sooner the fear of the virus is over, the sooner I can go back to hating motorcycle riders and just back to my <laughs> normal life and the normal concerns as opposed to this whole other network of, of and stressors. I, and I think that is where most people are when they're like, most people are not excited to get vaccinated. They're just like, whatever, fuck it. Like, I'm sure it's fine. If, yeah. yeah. And logically, 300 million fucking people have been injected with this right. thing. I think it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the agency thing is, uh, it's an important question because when you hear people talk from whatever perspective they're talking from, what you're hearing isn't an argument to or from or you know for you're hearing where their fear is based 100 percent, right you're just they can say whatever but whatever side they're on you're like oh okay you're not angry you're fearful of a disease and this is what really changed my view is that because i'm not like this but i don't trust my own immune system and this is what most people don't because i've made they don't a think a succession of decisions that but i think it's even worse than that okay. because i think we live in a time where you're not culpable for your own actions and therefore you don't actually think that you have agency in your own, own immune system i didn't realize this but a lot of people think that this is some ravaging disease that does not that it's just random chance because that's how it's been sold like look at this healthy person that died yeah you're like what do you mean healthy well they're only like 36 percent body fat but 
other than that, they lived a healthy life. They're happy. Here's a picture of her on the beach. So obviously she's active, even though she looks like a whale. But this is like, oh, my God, it gets even healthy people. I read the therefore I consider myself healthy. Therefore, this is like a pathogen that is seeking us out to kill us. Mm -hmm. And therefore, my personal environment has nothing to do with the reaction of the disease that this is. You know, we joked earlier, they're like, God, if I hear another fucking fitness person talk about how they're not talking about sunlight exposure and breath mm. work and healthy nutrition, you're like, yeah, that is kind of tiresome. Like, because they're never going to talk about that. Because the one thing that they also won't talk about is if you have agency over any of your future. Remember that we live in a time where the poor are the strongest because the weak should be elevated. Like, um, the, the argument that that Eric Torenberg makes is that Christianity has bridged the gap to being a non-metaphysical, supernatural force for a basis of society. So not only will the meek inherit the earth, also Jesus doesn't exist and the meek will inherit the earth. Therefore, you know, oppression is a sign of strength. If you've been oppressed, we should elevate you into a position of power. That. That same thing, which means people that don't have control for their own circumstances are elevated to a position of power. So philosophically, you should believe that you don't have any power because that will put you into power. Well, I, I also feel like we're, we're running into an issue here of logistics versus philosophy in the sense of, I mean, you posted it, I think, the other day of uh, <laughs> yeah, um, losing weight is hard. Get, oh. get a shot. Oh, yeah. That was the Delaware Center of Health or, yeah. or something. Yeah, st a state. S a state yeah. run. Well, yeah. because my, my actual statement was that I'm sick of fitness influencers saying that why is the government not telling us to eat healthy and get sunlight because that'll help stop COVID. It's like the government has told me to eat healthy and get sunlight for every year I've been alive. But yeah. has it, though? I've never been told anything else only in very recent years has a very small percentage of Twitter been like, you should tell your doctor not to weigh you because that's violence. So No, there's that. But when I say, like, that's fine. <laughs> well, it depends on how heavy you are. <laughs> it's a violent act upon the scale. Exactly. Ouch. No, I mean, so... I look at maybe, and this is this is the problem with expertise, mm -hmm. because anything that the government has recommended as far as health, to me, is alarmingly bad. Yeah. Like the cookie thing from the FDA. Mm -hmm. Or if you go on to the, up until like three years ago, the CDC did not attribute sugar having any impact on uh, diabetes, mm -hmm. on adult set diabetes. Nothing. There's no influence that showed that connection. That's also when they were highly funded by Coca-Cola. So you like, I understand why they weren't coming out against like sugar beverages or something mm -hmm. like that. Now they've changed because they've had to address the absolutely <laughs> alarming amount of evidence that shows that nutrition plays a huge role in type two diabetes. Mm -hmm. But they still don't they still think that sugar can be part of a healthy type 2 diabetic diet which anybody that actually gets people to almost reset their own type 2 mm -hmm. diabetes can't do it by ingesting sugar glucose you you can't fucking do it you need to get rid of that substance well, one one of the things that that always fascinates me is like looking at meta analysis diets don't work um, yeah, like, well, and Jenny, like uh, Jenny Craig is the most effective diet. Like seeing like, and it's essentially just like 
Yeah. yeah. Dating Jenny Craig <laughs> put you off your food? Is that what it is? <laughs> um, just hanging out of those meetings just because you kill yourself and then you, <laughs> and then you lose a significant the, the, amount of weight. Exactly, yeah. The, basically the... Yeah, um, you <laughs> <laughs> lose, lose bladder and yeah. sphincter control. Yeah. <laughs> just drop 10 well, right and now. Like, statistically speaking, like... I mean, most of them are self-reported, and it's just like, oh, I've tried to diet, and it didn't work. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, totally, well, yeah. did, did you actually, like, we're, we're basing this on human behavior back to uh, the the hope of humanity versus the, the lived experience. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the logistics speaking, I feel on, uh, like, it's just like, they're not even trying to get people to lose weight anymore because they've tried, and... Um, like it's just people don't listen. I don't think there's many people who think that if every time I've I've talked to someone about weight, usually their first comment is like, "I I I eat pretty good," and it's just like, "No, you no, don't. you don't." <laughs> tell me, tell me what you eat, and they're like, yeah. "Well," and it's just like, "Oh, you know enough to be ashamed." Imagine of I what have a doing. camera and I'm just looking, and so there's no getting away from it. And so just describe what I would see on this yeah. camera of you eating with your toddler, well, which is and, eating like a toddler. Yeah, and it, it's it's the the essence that it's just like, well, <laughs> we know what we should be doing. And this was the other one that I would always run into is people would be like, oh, I, it's so confusing. Everything always changes. Like, I don't even know what I should eat. And just like, no, that stop. fucking food pyramid was in place for decades. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> it's not confusing. So, Make a fucking pyramid. Th- this, Make a triangle out of it. And <laughs> eat that way. I agree with everything. And this mm. is where I've just admit that health is not a science. There we go admit that it has nothing to do with science that it is an unknown and unknowable that it is as mysterious as religion or the universe itself well and then the government is losing its its grip on being able to be that source of of comfort but but this is this is but i truly don't think that health is scientific like whenever they say like Oh, we use science-based or evidence-based or this kind of, you know, diet, nutrition, whatever. Like, uh, that's like saying I used science-based abstraction art. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, it's based on the color wheel, right? Like, I use I use paint, and that's developed by a scientist, but it's not ba- – like, you don't get – imagine somebody trying to formulate a Monet painting or something mm-hmm. or a Rembrandt. You're like, okay, um, this much – um, pigment in this color by weight distributed over this canvas in this kind of area, you do not get art. You don't get a Rembrandt. There, you If you eat this much thing and do this kind of thing, you don't get this kind of health, right? The, there's some creepy uh, classical music that they ran a bunch of, a certain composer's music through AI, uh-huh. and then they composed an, another piece That's that's actually really... So interesting to listen to. uh, So in this, this, I bet it was it. Well, if it was Bach, it would make sense because that's some fucking Catholic control. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn Papists. Fucking (laughs) Goddamn descendants. I, the, the, so, but obviously there's some inputs and outputs. Yeah. Like obviously there's some kind of truth here, just like there's truth. You need the input of paint and you need the application to a surface, but 
everything kind of in between is also mysterious because there's too many factors involved, right? There's there, there's the overall influence, the environment, the age in which it was done, the you know the techniques that were used, mm-hmm. and I think when you're looking at something as abstract as health, I think you're dealing with the same well, thing. I mean, we we talked earlier about an environment, yeah, and like that idea that like your diet, your your behaviors are part of an environment, and yeah. it's it does not happen in a vacuum. Like, and, and again, it was like, I think a lot of the COVID stuff is similar to the food pyramid stuff where it just like, we had someone in power who wanted to look as if they were doing something Mm -hmm. because people were freaking out and they're like, well, we have to give advice. And so they tapped all the scientists and like, tell us what to, to (laughs) tell people. And if a scientist said, it's really complicated, they said, next scientist. scientist." And and again, back to um, just shitty incentives. Like it it. What was it you were saying today? That truth is not uh, uh, necessarily a biological incentive. Uh, yeah, that that was the the case against reality. Yeah, um, yeah, or the yeah case against reality is essentially that uh, truth is not a survivability mechanism. We want like, it useful, not true. It, it needs to be true enough, which yeah. is not truth itself. Right. I, and most people have a problem with this, but the, the book essentially is like, yeah, go fuck yourself with truth. Science-based mm-hmm. anything doesn't really matter. Like we, and this is kind of the weird, weird ground you get into where I kind of, kind of admit that like Josh Goldstein is on to something at some point where it like kind of makes me <laughs> sick. So, yeah, does stomach. that hurt? It, a little bit, but not really because I like he's, He's well thought out. Mm-hmm. He just goes. I, I think he's just. Um, I think he's extremist in what he does, which I can appreciate because I've been known to dabble in the extreme <laughs> a little bit at some form or fashion. So I, I recognize that disease. <laughs> but th- there is something to like. Okay. Because uh, let's take a totally different example than health, so we don't like beat it to death. But this came up, and I think this is pretty interesting. Uh, it's an anti-feminist movement, mm-hmm. not in the sense that it's like the man movement. This is actually like women who see the dangers in progressive feminism mm-hmm. today. And one of the things they claim, like one of the things, one of the ideas that I think is fairly well accepted today as being beaten into our head is like basically before 1965, like women were essentially just beaten in the streets. And they lived fucking miserable lives, existed. They weren't respected by society. They couldn't even do the job or career that they wanted. In most societies, they were like shunned, you know? Man, I was only four, okay? I know. Just like leave me out of it. (laughs) It's not, you weren't the patriarch yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not trying to be like, but that's essentially the the picture that's painted, right? I think, right? Like like women had... if you say anything other than that, you're part of the patriarch. Like, if you're like, no, nah, I think they were fine. You're like, dude, are you the fucking white devil? They, like, look at this one example from this lady not being able to cash a check because she mm. couldn't have a bank account. And you're like, this is oppression. And you're like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I totally agree. Women were beat down. But when you think about your grandmother, do you think of her as somebody who's weak and fucking a doormat? Like, no. 
My grandma is <laughs> fucking tough as goddamn nails, and she will <laughs> slap the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Like, most grandmothers that I know are fucking tough as nails. And do you know what? They're happy as can be. Mm-hmm. And they live during these oppressive fucking times. Great grandmothers, too. So, like, something that we're getting wrong about the narrative of human history is incorrect. Even within a hundred years, it's an incorrect position to take. Like we are looking at one thing, looking at how we would react to that thing and deeming it inappropriate and suffocating and oppressive. Like mo- we look at a caste system, we're like, dude, that is slavery. That's fucked up. That w- but when you rank most people that still live in a caste system, they overall on average have higher satisfaction and happiness, period. That's just how it is. Mostly because unhappiness has to kind of do with never living up to potential. And, <laughs> and if you and, have the potential to be successful being, and never are. Right. Um, encouraged to focus on what you don't have. Yes. That may possibly be available to you. Right. Like it's it, temporarily it, it, inconvenienced millionaire. i'm just a millionaire who just i'm down on my luck right now give me a little bit more and i'll i'll be at my rightful station i'm just an out of work actor (laughs) waiter i'm just an unnoticed celebrity (laughs) (laughs) and 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 therefore and and then you know if we go back to, to being turned into robots and zombies by our telephones you offer them the opportunity to uh, <laughs> to to uh, become a celebrity, you right. know, on you know by accessing the entire world and and um, taking pictures of your avocado toast breakfast or mm. vagina, like no. wh- whatever yeah. works fastest yeah. in the day and age, yeah. which brings us back. Which funny brings enough us to, porn. to o- <laughs> I was going to say, which brings us to OnlyFans, oh. <laughs> and how do you think that's going to work? Oh, d- I mean, so the, the, because of all of the, the material that made. OnlyFans a thing, yeah. and 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 now they're um, uh, they want to like grow into the future without, or maybe have yeah, an IPO so content. people can just fucking well, cash out, yeah, um, uh, or, or whatever's about to happen. And you're just like, well, th- th- these it, it, certain individuals and certain types of uh, broadcasts, mm-hmm. d- you know, drew a couple hundred million people or something uh-huh. like that to, to, to using this service, to yeah. accessing this service. And now you're going to claim to potential investors that even though we don't allow that type of activity on our platform, it's as valuable as it was before October 31st or whenever it goes into effect. So I have a couple, <laughs> couple things like, here. Like, <laughs> and, and if, Hey, somebody got told by a government organization, <laughs> you've got pedophilia. We're going to shut you down tomorrow. Yep. So therefore... Did the government get it? Because I thought it was just the MasterCard. So, no. It, there was a London investigation. I, okay, I didn't hear about that. This is, and I don't know this, but we do know a lot of people in this division mm-hmm. of the FBI. And I can 100% say they've been going after shit like this. Uh-huh. And so this coming up is not a surprise at all. Yeah. It's yeah. the reason Tumblr changed. It's the reason Pornhub mm-hmm. adopted. Now, Pornhub had to... They they just started doing verification process, which right. costs them quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um I don't understand why OnlyFans doesn't do uh, doesn't make up the difference by just doing a validate uh, a verification process mm-hmm. to ma- ensure that they're adults or whatever. Um, but I 
my hunch is that this is a fucking agency slap down in the kind that's like you like you're done like yeah, there, there's gonna, enough prosecutors. You, you will area. lose it all yeah. if mm-hmm. you don't do this and then maybe you can have some oh, you remember that guy <laughs> was the page I think it's called uh, back page yeah. that guy's in jail mm-hmm. so if you don't want to end up in jail mm-hmm. <laughs> you do this and just reform your thing and that way we don't have to look in on it anymore right um, the other thing to that is like also do you realize that SlimFast is still a 1.6 billion dollar company so when you say wait <laughs> yeah 100% so when you say like what's gonna happen to them you're like people don't care yeah that like they still drink slim fast <laughs> Dude, I should show. This is, okay, this is, okay, that's the name. That'll just be the name they, of the podcast. They still, they still drink, drink Slim, Slim Fast. Fast. <laughs> this is a TM. I, well, people still drink Slim Fast. So how are, how I, did this come up? Is um, what I want to know. In I'm like, going to show you. He was looking at OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> and there were questions. So again, yeah. like, how do you get this? This Wait. jump, I don't know. Sometimes, where'd you but, get that can? Fuck, I can't. Where did it go? At one point, I screenshot my search because it was like tacos in Maui or like sashimi or something. <laughs> oh yeah, best hikes in Maui. Um, Wahea hike, chiropractor, CrossFit, Kihei, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Kihei, SlimFast, SlimFast net worth, divorce rate among arranged marriages, CrossFit, Kihei. <laughs> That's my search engine. That's my search. That's my Google search. I can imagine a t-shirt with that. (laughs) (laughs) The arranged marriage thing is really funny. So less than 3% of arranged marriages end in divorce. I'm not joking. I'm not surprised. So human decision making, uh, coming back to like, I want to make my own decision, is fucking meaningless. There was there was an interesting study about lack of options making people happier. <laughs> well, and well, caste system. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and well, again, it was a uh, it was a guy who was dating his girlfriend, and he was an economist, and he figured out this study about like oh, like basically married couples had a greater I think it was married couples, but they were happier. have a greater incidence of divorce than unmarried couples. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> they turns, were, <laughs> turns out tur- that. Not being married made you always think about what might happen, whereas being married made you give up on anything better happening. And so he (laughs) married his girlfriend and he said it was the best decision of his life and that he was happier because he stopped thinking about what might come next. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, Uh, know, to put it in a really different to put it in a different perspective. Cut it. That's one of the exactly. That's one of the reasons why I was thinking about just getting vaccinated is to not make it a choice anymore because the choice costs something. Like or sorry, thinking about thinking about the tumbling of the choice in my brain because it comes up every day and I go, oh god, fuck, I have to deal Mm -hmm. with this problem again and it's always changing. Not based on something that I'm proud of, but a lot of influence of other people. Like when I said, like, man, my biggest deterrent towards, or, or sorry, my, my biggest, uh, the biggest advocation I could say for getting the vaccine was just going to Walmart and seeing all the people who wouldn't get the vaccine and mm-hmm. being like, yep, sign me up. 
that that's a hundred percent true. I'll, I'll it's it's not based on the safety data. I, I smoked a cigar because of all the straight edge kids that I knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, how'd you get into drugs? Fuck. Have you ever hung out with straight edge kids? Over a decade. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was Same. just like, you know what? Fuck these kids. I'm gonna get a. Fucking I'm out joint. of your club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> out of your club. Like, I still don't drink. I still don't smoke. I, but every once in a while, I'll remind myself that I'm. That you can. That and I can. This is yeah. decision fatigue, essentially, yeah. right? And is that like is that the play here? I, I is the vaccine important enough to delay? Now it's an irreversible decision, mm-hmm. right? And and by most game theory and decision, like high probability decision making, you things that are irreversible, you wait till the last minute to make a decision. Mm-hmm. That's that's literally the theory. That's yeah. what every intelligent person does. Um, they wait until the last final second and then they go off of intuition generally. Mm-hmm. And so the weird thing with this is like, I've put it off knowing that I'm going to do it. Um, but things keep on popping up that make me hesitate. Mm-hmm. And none of it has to do with the safety of it. It has to do with the culture behind people like being weird about people who aren't getting it. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, man, fuck that person. I, or how the government is marketing it. So Here's what I don't understand. There's a marketing strategy that would 100% work on people. Mm-hmm. A, send them to fucking Walmart. But B, I mean, maybe that I had no joke. I was thinking about just coming up with some posters that are like, get the vaccine. These people didn't. And, yeah. show, <laughs> and show various subgroups that you don't right. want to be um, associated with. But in real, a real marketing campaign for this thing is get get the medicine that was developed under the Trump administration. That actually, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was referring to it as the Trump vaccine and it did 100%. start helping. But, but there's so much like, disasso- like know that Biden, that everybody that likes Biden and I'm not against or for or what, have any opinion about him whatsoever, but everybody that was going to get it because he said to get it, they've already gotten it. You need to take him out of it now. Mm. Hide him. Don't ever have him talk about the vaccine again. Ever. And bring other people. If you really want this thing to go, think about it from the strategy of, in, like, sorry to say it, but inclusive. Mm-hmm. Like, now you get different represent. You get Tucker Carlson to fucking, hey, guys, like, here's How why. How well did it work growing up when your dad told you over and over the, again the same thing? <laughs> So good. Yeah. Man, I never got <laughs> into D&D. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like, okay, it's the same voice, yeah. that mm-hmm. same stern look, yeah. saying the same thing. Is Like, it didn't work the first time. It's not going to work even with the threat of violence. Even if you forget half of what you're saying while you're reaming us. <laughs> Oh my God! The, the, one of one of those speeches about Afghanistan where he gave three different examples about how much he knew and when he knew it or didn't or wasn't and whose fault that was in the same fucking interview, he said three different things. Like and I was like, uh, okay, uh, I get it. Keep him at Camp David. <laughs> Don't let him speak. And, uh, yeah, I, I I completely agree. It, it, like, okay, the the first marketing campaign it reached all the people it was going to reach. Totally. Okay. Now shift. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Bring uh, Rush Limbaugh back from the dead and use his ghost to talk about how great this medicine is. Like, I, we, you know who we need right now? Huh? Kanye. 
<laughs> no shit. That that's like not not a fucking joke. <laughs> that, that, that's like I didn't. I how dare you think I was making a joke? I, well, <laughs> usually well, when you say get Kanye, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> every think, other time you've said that, it's been okay, a joke. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like, Sorry, should, good, good point taken. Geez. What should we do on me? What should we do on Friday before the symposium? Get Kanye. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good joke. Good. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, he'd be awesome. <laughs> so here's the last thing because I, I do think. I mean, come on, just, we had iced tea at one of the symposiums. I know, like, one right? of the Friday nights. He, he, he made shit. a cameo appearance. <laughs> and maybe this isn't a celeb. Maybe this is like a Clint Eastwood problem. This is like, look, this guy's survived some shit. This guy's gonna. Maybe it's not celebrity, but maybe it's something. I don't. Who do you? I don't look to people like that. Well, so I, I don't. Who are you gonna call? I don't. Ghostbusters. <laughs> See, I, Bill Murray. You. Bill Murray telling me to get the vaccine. I would probably fucking listen. I, it's it's interesting because like one of I mean that that you are not so smart podcast. Mm-hmm. I was listening to like one of the things that it, like it's, it's like the Walmart thing. It's, it's, um, tribal identification. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I've doubled down. I've said so much already I, that I can't. changing my yeah. mind right now would, uh, it would cause social death. I've been ostracized. Would, would make yeah. me look like I changed my mind. Yeah. I've been ostracized like <laughs> by people that I made fun of. And now if I do the thing that they're doing, I'm admitting that I was wrong. I had a friend, a long time ago who got involved in an MLM yeah and we teased him mercilessly yeah. but so he doubled down so he, he and every time he would try he'd be like no just like buy your paper towel through me it, it'll be a great deal <laughs> and then you'll make money too <laughs> the essential oil paper towels I, <laughs> I, I don't even remember what it was but it was just like then we whatever we just, you do don't wipe your junk with these <laughs> we, <laughs> we uh, just keep teasing baby wipes exactly and it was probably a decade later where he's just like that was that was an mlm sorry but it was <laughs> it, apologized it, to my family yeah. every time i saw like, them but uh, it was almost 10 years because like someone yeah. doesn't want you know it's it's I hard get, to yeah. tell someone that you, you oh I made a mistake I was duped or I I, mean, I didn't think this through or I made I I made those comments out of like I, I just wanted you to be wrong uh, that yeah. woman uh, this was years ago there was a woman who maybe I don't know time's meaningless there's uh she was on the news because uh she started telling that she was going to raise her kids to be clan members. Because someone called her a racist at like a, a rally because she had a Confederate flag. Oh, right. And so she started going off about how like her kids were going to be good clan members or whatever. And then oh, they it, then like her life gets destroyed because she said it on the news. Yeah. And of course, that is a viral clip. Sure. And then like it's the week later being like, you were yelling at me and I was yelling back. And she like, like she... I actually honestly believe at some point she didn't even know what she was saying. She just wanted to fight back. Of course. Like, but the, uh, okay. So the, the people write us often, <laughs> right? They, they say things to us in emails and notes and direct messages. And most of them are predicated with something that sounds apologetic, but it's actually the part it's the thing I take as the compliment. I ignore mm. everything after it. And it usually goes something like, I don't agree with y'all all the time, mm. but I really enjoy X or mm. I appreciate X or whatever the thing is. And I, I want to say every time, I don't agree with everything I fucking say either. That would be 
asinine. That I would be a fucking moron if I everything that I said I agreed with. Mm-hmm. That means you're not trying anything new. Mm-hmm. You're not experimenting in exactly. any kind of fashion. Uh, or, or like you're so careful that you're fucking not worth anything. Mm-hmm. Right? You're just like dancing around these ideas and being very safe in your little cave or whatever. I like when I fucking get shit wrong. And I also like because I go, oh, there. Okay, I didn't see that thing. Mm-hmm. If that makes you feel like an idiot, you've never learned anything before, right? If that, if it makes you feel proud that you identified something that you did wrong, so you could correct it, you should. It should increase self confidence. Yeah. Right. You're like, yeah, okay, I'm less wrong than I was a couple hours ago. Mm. Great. Like, now what do I do with it? I keep playing with ideas or I take what I now think is probably a better idea and I elaborate it to try to find more problems with it. But that I realize way too late is not fostered anywhere. My my friend Dave, he, he put it as I'm more afraid of staying wrong than being wrong. Yeah. And nice. It was the sooner he's like, the sooner I can admit that I'm wrong, the faster I will be right again. Which yeah. I love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The faster I can admit that I was an idiot before, the yeah. faster I can become the, a genius. The quicker I'm not an that. idiot, yeah. or I can be an idiot in new and exciting ways. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not gonna. St- I'm not gonna remain that old idiot. Yeah, I mean, I'll be I'm so tired of <laughs> well, that guy. New levels of idiocy <laughs> that we previously about, unimagined. We talked about this earlier. It's like the most off-putting thing I have is somebody's reeking of confidence. Yeah. I go, man, something's wrong with that. They're either a cult leader or an MLM person mm-hmm. or a politician. My, like those are the people that are confident, period. Or mm-hmm. a, a frat bro that now works at a hedge fund. My my younger sister worked uh, overseas. And one of the big things she was helping develop um, strategies for like basically doing severe infrastructure work in Africa. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things, and she, she told me about some issues that she saw where people came up with their plan from Connecticut and then like got it funded and then crossed the ocean and started implementing it without looking at the ground and feedback. And like, you know, again, it's the same thing in a much (laughs) more impactful version of like, oh, this is your 21 day workout program. And it's just like, do this and it'll get you from point A to point B. Without any understanding yeah. of like, if if point if, I mean, Dave, if point B is putting money in my pocket, <laughs> well, it's for <laughs> sure going to get you there. Uh, and and <laughs> well, point C, which is avoiding paying taxes on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we had an interesting discussion on um like is that okay? Like we can agree that that's insane. It's like now salesmanship. Mm-hmm. So like, my plan is to change things and to figure out where the problem really lies. And the reason why someone's coming to me is because they don't have the answer. And so me asking them all the questions will get me there an idea of why they came to the wrong conclusion that led them to find me. So it's like, Oh, what are you doing wrong? Like, I don't know. It's like, well, no shit. That's why you're asking for help. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. Because you think it's right, which means it might not be. And so you if, get to, if it's brought you to the wrong, if it's brought condition. you to my doorstep yeah, where you're exactly. like, ah, this isn't working. I need help. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like, well, what have you tried? And then it's like, okay, like now, I have your version. I have your view of reality that got you to an obvious dead end where you needed to admit you were there long enough where you actually admitted that you were wrong and chose to give someone money to help you. So it's like, you don't have all the information, 
or at least you're not processing it well. So you probably yeah. can't explain it to me well. So now I can use that and go and look at what's really happening. Yeah. Um, and someone would basically make a plan based on, she would say that she saw people make plans based on the information that this organization that said that they couldn't figure it out, so they needed outside help. Here's what we can't figure out. Here's all the information we have that led us to bad conclusions and use our information to create a plan and then implement it. And companies would, and they would cash all the money, they'd get everything, and then it wouldn't work. Shocker. <laughs> um, and then they'd be like, oh, like I guess you can try and hire someone else a few years later down the line with more of a mess. Yeah. And her angle was like, well, I'm going to go. going to start... I'm going to start implementing what I think is the right thing. And if I did my job right, things will change and I'll learn what the next step is. But now you have to pitch to a company. I don't have a plan and that's my strength. And they're just like, I don't think this person's listening to me. I'm going to go find someone else. So it's the difference between back to marketing versus fixing things. Yeah. we um, Just today we were approached by a company about doing some state of consciousness changing through ecstatic practice varying degrees of whatever you want (laughs) to implement there but also just a lot of like breath work and deprivation and Mm -hmm. stuff like that sensory deprivation um, in order to what they might describe as building a formula for using these altered states of consciousness in order to like help other people in other words scaling yeah, <laughs> and so we had a really interesting conversation about how that's never gonna fucking happen, <laughs> and how yes, I am trying to talk myself out of a job because you don't understand that your idea is wrong, mm-hmm. and if like you came to me because you know that I practice certain things that are very effective, and you want to learn how I do it, and I'm telling you how you're approaching it is actually wrong. Right. If you want to come at this the right way, understand that it will never scale, mm-hmm. but you will understand that it'll never scale, and that will save you a lot of money <laughs> and frustration. And that turned into a meaningful conversation about a potential actual thing that comes up. Mm-hmm. But you, most people are so afraid of not getting hired that they don't tell the truth about what they actually know about the world, which is they don't know anything. And that, man, I'll just have to figure out once I get there. Like, fly me there. Get me to the place or, you know, let me land on the ground and look around and I'll be honest about everything. It might Mm -hmm. cost something up front. Like, I, you know, pay for my day rate or pay for my consultation. But also, when I identify that I can or can't do a job, I'll be honest about it. Mm -hmm. As opposed to people having to pitch this confidence about yeah, I can do it 100. percent No, no days off. Failure isn't an option. And you're like, that guy already failed. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you could get on a plane and get yourself over to wherever in Africa that this other thing happened, and you could maybe you know look around, talk to some people, and come back and say, I don't recommend that you uh, uh, put that syringe into that child's arm because his father's going to cut his kid's arm off (laughs) because they don't fucking trust you. And so then he's not going to be able to join the workforce. He's become, he might actually not survive. Um, And then, so you could, you'd offer that service. That would be one of those correlations (laughs) down the line of like, um, I don't know, like, um, U.S. vaccination uh, or or medical intervention in Africa 
correlated to a high amount of amputees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a weird correlation. <laughs> but eventually, I think you can correlate all sorts of strange things together, which is a fun uh-huh. uselessness of statistics. Um, the, the last thing that I was going to bring up that I think is interesting about, because we hit on it earlier on the bike, and I think, you know, given that, like, I'm already on the side of the, yeah, this is going to happen. I'm going to do this thing. I'm, I'm still hesitant. Mm-hmm. And if you're not hesitant, you're not thinking mm-hmm. you're not yeah. like, yeah. Uh, uh, what I always say is like, can you imagine how fucking hesitant the first person to get this was? <laughs> if they weren't hesitant, they were using a moron. And mm-hmm. if the scientists injecting it wasn't hesitant, they also were using a moron. Mm-hmm. Like, Anybody that is not hesitant about something that is potentially helpful doesn't understand that there's potential harm in it. Right. So one of the things that we talked about, which I, which I can't get over, which is mandating or telling somebody that they have to do this. What you're saying is that you're accepting murder as something. So you could say it's very rare that somebody dies from the vaccine. It is very rare, like 300 million. Maybe there's 12,000 people, I think, is the the VAERS number or whatever. Uh, and maybe that's inaccurate. Maybe it's hard to track. Like, I'll, I'll give the benefit of the doubt and just say, oh, it's, let's call it 10,000. So Got that's the vaccine like, stepped in front of a bus. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, let's let's call it 9,997 more have died from the vaccine than raw milk, although raw milk was illegal for a while. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Let, let's just let's just we, go with that. We could say three, okay? We could say three individuals, sure. But let's let's say it's ten thousand because I think that's a realistic number, and I, I, that's the only data we kind of have out of three hundred million. That's still very small. But what you are saying is that, in fact, some people are going to die from this. Therefore, mm-hmm. if it is not a decision, you're enforcing murder. Period. End of story. Because if somebody doesn't want it, and in order to live life correctly or like, you know, to be able to go to the grocery store or whatever, you enforce that person to get a vaccine and they die. However minimal the death rate is, that person died doing something they didn't want to do. That that essentially, like, I, I mean, how we talked about it, if like you run the numbers and let's say we're, let's just say call it 50% are vaccinated right now. I think it's higher than that. Yeah, I think but let's 60. say you enforce the other 50%. So there's another 10,000 people that die, except these subset of people didn't willingly take this thing into their body. Mm-hmm. You're saying that 10,000 people were murdered by the U.S. government enforceably? That's wor- they're worse than Osama bin Laden, which we spent 20 years trying to revenge or justify or whatever. You're like, they killed more people than most terrorists ever will. At, at something that you know, really, I don't, I understand the point of, and I see the efficacy of, and I might even see the safety uh, when, when it's positioned against people that are at risk. I 100% mm. understand that, like, why not just enforce that people with a certain BMI get it? Because that's the correlation. 6,789 is what? Uh, that's the number of reports of death among okay. people who received the COVID-19 vaccine. Okay, so it's is that, that that's from December fourteenth, twenty twenty, through August sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Okay, like that, this is on the CDC website. So, uh, you know. and so I, is that saying people who had the vaccine and died anyway of COVID, or people who no had, no this no, is from in the response that's the, in response okay. to yeah that's the VAERS V A E R S yeah that's the VAERS report gotcha yeah. 
which people have bitched about because it doesn't have like this is where I said I think there was twelve thousand when I looked at it. Okay, so vaccine adverse event reporting system. Gotcha. Theirs. Yeah. So um, we're still anyway. six thousand. So you do like but, let's say, but still that's you know that's double the tower. I mean, if you want to make, yeah. go back on the on the Bin Laden thing or whatever, right? Like, How I, was this any different? And you're like, well, because they were trying to do good. He was like, do you don't think that Osama bin Laden was trying to do good for what his what he viewed the world objectively from like or subjectively from like he was trying to improve the plight of the world by taking down what he thought was a totalitarian nation who caused a lot of death and destruction. And now you're saying inject this thing in, so maybe possibly six six to ten thousand people will die based off of today. Osama bin Laden was fucking right. If this is the well, action of a government, uh, one of the interesting things. Did you ever listen to the Howard Stern show from September 11th, no. uh, 2001? Huh. It's fascinating because oh. everyone calls in to say, you know who did this, wipe them off the map. Uh, if they didn't, there are no innocent people in any of those countries because they let these terrorists uh, operate yeah. and do this to us. And therefore, and it's just like absolutely without any like awareness that it's just like, this is the exact logic that led to the attack too, is that yeah. like, they're like, if you live in the country where these terrorists came from and you didn't overthrow your own government to stop them from blowing up our tower, you're just as guilty and we yeah. will, and we will murder you. And have either of you watched, speaking of Howard Stern right. and well, modern-day compatriot, have either of you seen the video that Jocko recorded where he pretends to be the U.S. president I, and some, addresses the nation? Somebody no. just sent that to me, but I haven't watched it yet. We should watch it. <laughs> like, it's... Um, I'm just like, bravo, motherfucker. All this right. is... This is a, like... God damn it, I hate to like that guy. You know, <laughs> but he does have some redeeming qualities. I, I, I don't really, I don't have a comment on that. <laughs> um, I'm could you know it I could say I don't like the fact that he constantly he's double down doubling down on the shtick. Mm-hmm. Sure. Know, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I fucking did that for a lot <laughs> yeah, of my yeah. life. <laughs> so well, I can't really, you know, uh, unless I'm, you know, pot calling the kettle black or whatever. Sure, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. just like, man, that, that kind of worked. Well, sort of for me i don't know so <laughs> dude rock on yeah but it's it is um it is a uh i mean it's not like a presidential speech sure. unless you're like a um all caps hawk <laughs> right you know in a way but you know hey i'm gonna admit that this is my fault and here's what we're gonna do to fix it well in in that inimitable jocko way and and it's uh yeah i mean it's it's clever i Somebody said it went viral. I don't know exactly what that means. <laughs> I mean, you just got it, so the virus got you. You're infected now. Well, I was. I mean, say, you haven't watched it yet, but by going viral means he's it a became carrier. irrational and behavior <laughs> became erratic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, what you said about so that like this is what we're gonna do. What I okay. So let's say that people are. Let's say that it's forced. It's a mandate. Mm-hmm. But and people say that it's highly effective and safe, right? And, the, and the, we can show that there's very few people dying in the overall, right? So if you want people to get it, why not just cover the liability of their death or their disease or like whatever comes from this? Yeah. Well, if you believe if, so greatly in it, why don't you just step up as the philanthropist and be like, "Hey, I want everybody to get it who's hesitant now. I will cover the death by this much, and if anything goes wrong, I'll cover the hospital bill." How about this? Why isn't it? So- I'll fucking pay you to get it. Well, 
see this like, is what, this is what this he is, said. It's yeah, but this is the difference. This is an like, interesting difference. The, the difference is like you're saying that it's so safe and effective. Yeah. Therefore, just cover the liability of it not being safe and effective. That means that actually suggests. Um, to a great a greater degree of belief in what you're saying yeah. than does I am gonna have to buy this well, and but, what you know, I'm gonna have to because paying like, me a hundred dollars doesn't even pay for the emergency visit <laughs> if I have complications. That's true, but you know if they uh, like who pays if they for that? put up enough of a tax credit against your medical insurance, it gets you like a month. But let's say I just go insurance. and have a anaphylactic aller- like yeah. a allergic relax because yeah. that that is essentially what the biggest danger is right but you won't get to an EpiPen in time no but unless I, unless i'm <laughs> that's, waiting that's there. why but you wait say, for 15 minutes let's say i'm waiting yeah. for 15 minutes and yeah. it does happen so thank god i'm in a hospital yeah. right but they put me or in there Walmart. wait i ha- was forced to get this thing and i can't even for like i have to now pay for the fucking medical care yeah like you're not even going to co- cover the adverse reaction yeah that doesn't seem like that goes well, along with something that's safe and effective there's and still, 100% awesome and good. There's still a lot of people who apparently are citing that they're afraid that their insurance company is going to turn around in a month or a year and be like, actually, that shot was $5,000. Uh, 100%. That, yeah. that, that could well happen. Like, um, it, you know, But that would be the better outcome than the insurance company turning around because the government told them to to say that hey if you're your premiums sure, yeah. are going up right because you did not get the vaccination like there's all sorts there are levels of coercion that i think we have not yet sure. seen that of we course. are going to see yeah that it's going to be it's and exciting. then there won't be like the one of the things about the the recent sort of mandate uh for restaurants gyms and other uh you know places in new york city um, and I don't know how far out into the various boroughs and everything that extends because I don't know what that means. But um, uh, it's basically saying, hey, you can't let people into the you know into your restaurant unless they've been yeah. vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? Pushing off the police work to to to, to the business yeah. owner, and then finding the business owner if yeah. someone actually intentionally you know got in instead of the person who's. Uh, Actually, you know who's doing. who's actually breaking the mandate. You know, at that point, like mm-hmm. and, it's a crime, and it's a crime at this point. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you're a criminal. Yeah, I and it's just you know when I m- joked earlier mm-hmm. about us becoming you know the tax collectors mm-hmm. and you know for this- for European g- countries, um, or for the union, uh, it, it, like don't put it on me. Well, Fuck off. You want the you want that you want it. You know. Yeah. I but, mean, what else happens like, when you defund the police, though? Uh, they don't show up or they wait. No, what they do. I tried to read this thing today oh, uh, about recent events. Was it Sunday in Portland? Oh, no. Or uh, um, was that the Proud Boys? Some Proud Boys oh, no, said they were coming bad. to talk to some other folks who didn't believe the same way that they believed. And was this a fucking and, John Wayne movie? And then, uh, yeah, we're coming to town. <laughs> We're going to fuck High you noon. up in your black hoodie. Um, and and then the, uh, the the mayor, I guess, said, well, we ain't sending any police. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, the answer, though. That really is the answer. Like, and so then they got it. Then they got, you know, someone talked loudly and then someone an talked a bit louder and then someone talked a little bit louder and then someone maybe 
said some hateful thing and then someone got upset and then, you know, somebody got coffee on a, you know, Fred Perry shirt. Firearms were discharged a total of eight times. No targets were hit. (laughs) That sounds sounds more like the Proud Boys than anything. And then, you know, uh, and and I would have expected more from a 65-year-old man. You know, dude, you've had a lot of time to practice with that firearm. You could have at least. But anyway, the, but then the police showed up, you know, and then they were mocked. You know, they were sarcastically clapped at by yeah. the Antifa people. Um, but, uh, and I don't know where I was going with that, but they're just like, what happens when you defund the police? Well, the mayor doesn't, and the chief of police don't send um, any police to an event which is clearly not going to be cool. Well, first of all, I mean, statistically, a mayor has nothing to do with anything that doesn't have a ribbon and big scissors involved. Like, that's what their job is. So okay. it's well out of his range to handle a to, confrontation. So that's why we have a, a chief of police to manage the police who are not chiefs. But you've seen the sheriff in old Western movies. They get the fuck out of town when two rival gangs are coming in, which is... Yeah, and just hope that they fucking do, do it, do it, get, you know, reduce the numbers, people that are, you know, in each I'm other's saying. team. And then, you know, when they, next time they play, it's like smaller roster. You know, this, these guys don't have anybody on the bench anymore. There's going to be I mean, no substitutions this fight. That, and, that's uh, the only uh, tragedy is that there was no death that happened out of that situation because anybody dying in that confrontation probably deserves it or at, at, <laughs> at least then we can have the you know the some questions about why the police may not have been there or yeah. mm-hmm. you know or we could have just sent see now like if three people like antifa killed three proud boys it is now inherently more dangerous to be a proud boy than it is to drink raw milk <laughs> <laughs> Does does Fred Perry even? I don't think they. I think they stopped selling those shirts, didn't they? I don't know. But <laughs> I think they did. They were in rage. Well, Whoever, fuck? somebody. That's and the board of directors was like, "Hey, you guys, <laughs> you can't yeah. associate with these people anymore," yeah. uh, because a they're not good consumers. Exactly, they're buying off of eBay, and it's just. <laughs> they should just start selling Fred Perry shirts at Home Depot next to the tiki torches. I imagine Home Depot because Lowe's is a classier joint. <laughs> like a classier. Both in our neighborhood are nearly impossible to get to right now. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes to get to Lowe's. It's a block away. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Uh, well, now they've covered that. Oh, we never covered Australia. Well, we did talk about Truckee. Oh, a little bit. I a was going to say, I found that story. By typing in Australia on Twitter, uh-huh. and it came up with the first hashtag was hashtag Australia has fallen. And I was like, I have to see yeah. what this is all about. <laughs> Two things, really funny. Man, if if people don't understand the importance of bearing arms, just look at Australia. They opened fire on people. The police opened fire on an unarmed group of people. <laughs> I think this is Australia right now. The reason why you're not seeing a lot because their media is not allowed to actually cover it. There's an injunction against certain actions that have to do with what the government does and the media is not allowed to report it. Erin asked her friend who lives in Australia, hey, what's going on down there? And she went, I am not talking to you about this on this platform. And we were like, oh, shit. 
shit. They're not fucking around. Wow. That's how fast it happens. So, like, it's funny because, because that was, uh, I don't let's see, there, <laughs> let's see, the gun buyback yeah, happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it 97 or 98 ish? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty quick turn. <laughs> I mean, why do you guys need guns if nobody has guns there? I mean, why do the police have guns if there's no guns? If there's, yeah. Well, it's not that there's no guns. Well, there's no, you know, legal scary, guns. There's no big scary assault guns. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, drugs are illegal in the U.S., and so there's no Well, drugs that's how here. we got rid of them 100%, and nothing <laughs> negative ever came from that. The dr- <laughs> I, the this, drugs are like super uh, secret double probation illegal in prison. And yet. And yet. <laughs> and yet you can get them in prison. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Do you know how I know the drug war didn't work? Is because the thing that you, the place that you go when they're punishing you for using the thing that they said you couldn't use, you can get that the, thing while you're in the place that they sent you that you can't use it. Yeah. Probably <laughs> sold to you by a guard. 100%. I mean, what? You think there's a good drug well, tunnel into the a, prison? So, <laughs> you know, like, convicts are doing it themselves. <laughs> this, uh, this is, I think this is it in a nutshell. It's like anything that I'm told to do that's supposed to intervene in a natural cycle of anything doesn't fucking work. Whether it's yeah. U.S. foreign policy, the war on drugs, or health. I don't think these governing bodies have a good idea of what's going on. And I compared it to this as a joke, but I think the comparison gets way more similar. Like, U.S. health policy is akin to U.S. foreign policy. What they see as a danger, they don't understand. So, like, early 2000s, if you were brown, the U.S. killed you because you were a danger. You were, you know, and now they're like, okay, we kind of understand the landscape a little bit more, but not really. And this is no different than them trying to intervene in, like, personal health matters. They, I don't think they understand what they're looking at. Or if they do, they're, like, negligibly quiet about it, I think. So, um... You just you just looked up Australia has fallen, haven't you? No, 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 I didn't. I, I didn't because I was actually so I was in a conversation with someone the other day, and and um and, and now I can't remember. And he we he were talking about the, the beginning of the war on on drugs and and why mm-hmm. certain drugs were made illegal, mm-hmm. um which uh let's see it happened during the Nixon administration. Yeah, I think uh-huh. it was nineteen sixty nine. Uh, that well, yeah. Uh, 71 is um, oh, when, the, the, when the term was popularized. Oh, okay. uh, 71 was the, 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 the speech about it. Um, but then somebody who was sort of the architect of that, and I don't um, uh, know who that was at that time, had come, he, uh, the guy that I was talking to said that that guy came forward afterwards and said we made heroin illegal so that we could infiltrate you know, uh, these particular groups that were anti-government and then we made cannabis illegal so that we could get into the anti-war movement oh, and I saw monitor this, them. Yeah. So, uh, and, yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. The, 
the the hippie culture and yeah. then the Black Panther and the, culture. And the Black Panther culture. Um, and uh, which I don't, and, and that's, you know, something once we kind of talked about it, I went, well, that sounds about right. But I didn't pull the thread, so I don't know whether this is, you know, it's urban legend or it's or it's true or not. And hopefully, you know, one of our listeners will. No, <laughs> I have read about Type this. Type us a that, direct message that starts, I don't agree with all of you all the time, but. <laughs> so there's, quite a, is, there's quite a bit of evidence that shows that that actually is the case. Like, okay. I, and when you, uh, you can look at certain assassinations and certain things that fall in line with policy that's happening, and it looks very, very similar to what this theory is. The I think the biggest thing is, like, when they had this whole... Uh, I forgot what year this happened, but they basically like when they uncovered MK Ultra and declassified it in front of the Senate. That was mm -hmm. like the big hearing, right? So they're we're talking about that. What they also brought in were all of the military studies on LSD. There's thousands of them. Like they were giving this to thousands of soldiers, and they did this in the UK too. And the notes after giving this to thousands of uh, soldiers was it doesn't seem possible but it seems that there is nothing remotely harmful about the lsd experience in fact it i think they wrote something about it being a possible therapy for something oh john ehrlichman mm. to dan bomb for harper's magazine in 1994 about about president richard nixon's war on drugs um, that he declared, and this is, uh, looks like it's a quote from this interview. The Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left mm -hmm. and black people. You understand what I'm saying? We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana yep. and blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, yep. we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, vilify them night after night on the evening news. Did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did. And yeah, that's... Your government. Yeah. And so... Our know, government. <laughs> it, it really... Like, I would hate to say that these two things are related, but how are they not related? You're talking about sweeping mandates and, uh, like, illegalization of certain things or decriminalization of certain things. Whatever you're talking about, you're talking about it not being done for the actual safety and, and health of a society. That That is never the fucking thing that they do. Because if it was, how... like. Sorry, smoking would be illegal. Like, it's 100% fucking bad, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I think so much of it, again, it goes back to shitty incentives and marketing. <laughs> and the sense that, like, being in power, the most important thing is to stay in power. Yeah. Now, the narrative uh, of an individual is often, well, if I stay in power, then I can be more... Uh, useful, sure. Yeah. So I will make I these, play the game. I play and, the yeah. game, and, and you know, and hopefully, like at the end, you know, I did more good than harm, um, which is again what you tell yourself when to to soften the wound of selling, like out your, like, yeah. And so this this idea of like we have people in power whose number one incentive is to stay in power, and the follow up incentives is like, oh well my brand is health. And so I will do things that make people th associate me with health and I'll swallow the pills where I have to, to make sure that I don't get people to try and get me out of office who I, I screw over too bad. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 
a lot of this stuff won't come up for decades, right? Because that's essentially you can hide anything under the banner of national security Mm -hmm. because we've given them the power to do that. Um, and, and things like the Patriot Act just like amplified that kind mm. of shit more and more, which they just re-upped last year in a pandemic, which is fucking terrifying. But I, I also think like we like in people would have to try to understand that to um, receive a little bit more freedom, um, you you have to embody fear a little bit. You have to like learn about fear and and accept it as mm-hmm. part of the feature of whatever path you're taking. So if you want the and safe educate route, yourself a little yeah. bit better so that you can understand like oh I don't need to be uh, this is this is a risk that I'm willing to take mm-hmm. because I've uh under you know I've examined all of the uh you know possible outcomes yeah of m- my involvement in this. This is a risk I'm not willing to take. So it's not only you have to familiarize yourself with fear. You can't, you don't, you, you know, you don't get to have those knee-jerk reactions anymore, although we still do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's the burden of self-education or, or like, and, and I, this is the thing that I was, you know, I was kind of raging. Why I didn't want to podcast record mm-hmm. yesterday because I was so mad. Um, it just, a, you know, human nature. So mm-hmm. that was useful. Um, <coughs> Did you win? <laughs> <laughs> I was in a fist fight, and human nature just fucking knocked me out. You out. Man. Um, about, like, I just want to be told what to do because then I don't have to educate myself. Yes. And that's why, you know, it's closing in on whatever 60% of, um, or, well, it was up to, it, uh, let's see, six, 60% of the people want, um, you know the social media platforms to to censor certain content, misinformation, things that they you know so they don't receive anything potentially possibly dangerous via you know the teat that they are choking on. Um, and then it was something like it had gone up uh, was thirty nine percent of the population uh, was uh, into government censorship of misinformation in twenty eighteen, and that's up to. <laughs> Uh, 48% now and almost all strictly and according to one source and it's a conservative source so it may not be true but that has increased mostly on the democratic side of the aisle or I mean but dem- with, yeah. among de- democratic you know uh, uh, leaning or voting people 48% almost half the country believes that these fuckers who you know started the war on drugs sure, yeah. who you know who, doing all of these things you know, should censor misinformation and that they get to choose what well, is, you know, how you are informed or misinformed. We, we this talked is about it. super fucking dangerous. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where my fear comes up. Like, I have more fear of people thinking like that than I do of, like, any of the dangling stuff. Well, I mean, and yeah. And again, we talked about it today, but it was an interesting thing that I was reading about, again, back about agency and it was discussing vaccination and that if you choose to do something, so you choose to get an optional vaccine and are, and are harmed by it, it feels, you feel like the dummy and you feel like you made a bad yeah. choice. If you get sick throughout your daily life, it wasn't your fault. Someone got you sick and therefore you're the victim mm-hmm. and it's not your fault. Um, if the government edits information and it only tells you what's true it's not my fault it's not my fault if i was wrong you know i don't feel bad about oh that 
tax money I was paying was blowing up innocent people in other countries. Well, the government told me it was right. And what am I supposed to do? We were building Be- schools, man. Yeah, that's what I because, thought. Because now censorship actually has more to do with uh, choice fatigue than it has to do with yeah. knowledge. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Because there's yeah. too many. I, okay. can't, I can't conceptualize what the truth is. I don't want to think about it. Therefore, I want to offset that burden. I want some, a some agency, mm-hmm. not my own agency, uh, not me with any agency. Yeah. I want a larger agency, a federal the agency, agency. Yes. <laughs> exactly, to uh, vet all information you know, flowing my way so that they can remain in power. And, right? Because well, isn't, that, isn't that what you just said? That well, their ul- job, that their job is to stay in power. Yeah. And ultimately, like, well, I wash my hands of it. It's the sense of like, I did oh, yeah. the best I could back to caste system. If you didn't think, if you were told, if you believe wholeheartedly that there wasn't a better decision you could make, I'm happy with my lot because it's all that I really ever uh, aspired to. Yeah. I mean, because they manage my expectations for very me. well. Very well. Yeah. <laughs> the sad part is like, you know that Hayabusa that was revving up and yeah. really pissing off? Like, <laughs> I mean, if it was a Hayabusa, I'm just, it was gone real fast. So. Yeah, sure, but it's like, I'm imagining... That like crushing you, noise would have been so satisfying. I, I'm, I'm imagining like a, a, a politician-style Rough Riders group mm-hmm. <laughs> that crash simultaneously and implode and how that would make me more happy than probably anything. <laughs> like... But, like like DMX style yeah, Rough yeah. Riders yeah. or <laughs> stop drop <laughs> I that, yeah there's there's something like it's real life it's Game of Thrones um I, I here's the weird thing like unfortunately the people that you want to die because they're ultimately very evil won't no um and we have to like. I have to deal with the. I have to always remember that essentially George R. Martin is writing our history, oh. and then it never is going to give me what I want, which would be, you know, fucking awesome. I think it'd be a cool movie. Like back, I said, back to why we watch TV. One hundred percent, because it gives me the reality that I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> I, Mads Mickelson. This is what we said about the the Af- a the Afghanistan thing has shown two things that I'm very happy about. Uh, one of them was like the story about vets, um, like having Afghani contacts from back when they were there and setting up a system and using satellites to like link each other and talk their uh, interpreters through checkpoints through mm-hmm. Taliban checkpoints so they could make it through and not get caught. That's fucking awesome Mm -hmm. like thank you that like you were trained and you use those skills for good right that that's like inspirational beyond belief the other part that was awesome was watching conservatives talk about open borders for Afghani and women's rights <laughs> and women's rights. Yeah. Women's rights. I've never <laughs> seen so many fucking Republicans obsessed with women's rights. Well, and I, I told you on the airplane here, I saw the person next to me started watching Fox News, and it was an awesome rollback because yeah, they're uh, like, hold actually, on. yeah. We're really concerned about the vetting process for Afghan <laughs> refugees. <laughs> it just on like, brand, like, on brand. Like, no, no, no. Joe Biden did it wrong. Yeah, but he's doing it wrong again. We're forever going to show you this one clip we have of one Taliban guy beating a woman in the streets. Um, 
we're going to show that, but we're not going to get them out. They're fucked. No. And it's Joe Biden's fault that they're <laughs> fucked. Oh, there's a third thing. Okay. Which I saw as potentially the the missed opportunity of an entire civilization. Oh. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So I sh- yes. You, you, we retreat. We withdraw from <laughs> Afghanistan. And all the leaders of the Taliban oh. show up in one fucking building and arrogantly start taking selfies and doing broadcasting on influencer the internet shit. <laughs> and we didn't drop a bomb on that fucking building. Why? Like, are you? We just well, what the fuck, man? Didn't was didn't the previous administration sign a peace agreement with them? It's with the Taliban. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I'm who's going to bitch about it. Every country in the world would be like, you know, we never Bravo. Like they just slow clap to America. Um, You broke every Geneva convention. We do not care. That was a fucking problem. And you guys aced it. Yeah. (laughs) Took you 20 years to get there to figure out how to, we never thought about it. Just pretend to withdraw. And then the vacuum will draw all the fucking cesspool out. And then you just bomb the cesspool. Yeah. Just they're all there, one fucking building. Boom, no leadership. And even if there's still remnants of people that believe in certain fucking ways of living, who are they going to fucking listen to? They can go, like, stand by, go stand don't, by the reflecting pool yeah. and just think. Don't go to the it's like, 18 meter lap pool at the embassy. It's like, they'll fucking bomb the shit out of you. It's like, how would we ever survive without, I mean, the, the absolute, you know, wisdom of the FDA and the CDC. It's like we would never make it as people. It's like imagine if they all got bombed. We'd be fucked. No Man. one would ever survive because yeah. it'd be really hard to figure out what was safe It'd and what wasn't raw milk eat. everywhere <laughs> raw milk everywhere and everyone would be super dead yeah in like a thousand years <laughs> you guys just so you know uh, you drank raw milk for 10,000 years apparently and only in the past hundred have we been boiling the shit out of it and legitimately only in the past 20 since we made it illegal to sell raw milk we've been boiling the shit out of it and killing everything that is probably good for your natural biome but just so you know you wouldn't survive if you drank raw milk and remember that whole thing about um you know people trust we trust science yeah well we believe in science science invented fucking margarine Trans fats were science. Tr- trans right? fats are science, yeah. Because they were healthier. Yeah. <laughs> God. That was the initial I argument. I know. Oh, the, the, yeah. This is what, the, I mean, if you like, want to know where my hesitation from comes butter, from. Like, were people like getting super unhealthy from excessive consumption of butter? I mean, the evidence showed that it increased cholesterol, which is linked to a heart condition. Although that is all blown out of proportion, and actually it had more to do with a certain governor getting, you know some stimulus checks to his farmer buddies for their corn oh, oh and, and their oh, subsidies oh don't go there you'll get deplatformed man I, what the fuck man <laughs> this is this is how are you not hesitant about any advice that you get like the no government shit. tells me to put a seatbelt on i'm like what's in the seatbelt <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they got you. You know, they, <laughs> yeah. they turned that into a habit, man. Yeah. I love it, people using that ticket. as the analogy. It's yeah. like, oh, so you're not going to wear a seatbelt because the, you know. You're like, fuck, these are not the same thing. No, oh, you're 
you're not going to drink as an underage <laughs> yeah, right, you yeah, know, exactly. person. <laughs> I mean, I don't expect I mean, people Berkey, to change. I, their, out of that one, <laughs> I don't expect people to change their behavior ever. No. Right? That, but it should at least be fun to watch how it really plays <laughs> it's, out. And it's, and it's not fun right now. It's, it's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, because people... It's like that motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) Except it's like parked in front of your house and revving. Yeah, Yeah, and whenever I turn on my fucking phone, it's like revving. Mm -hmm. Right? Whenever I go to message a friend or look, you know, try to see what they're up to, it's revving. And and whenever I like also rev my engine in order to combat the revving in other somebody's engine, Mm -hmm. we're all just a bunch of annoying fucks. Yeah. Revving our Hayabusa. Yeah. And we all want each other dead. <laughs> we all for sure want each other dead. I mean, that is the funny part. You know that people that are super serious anti-vax and the people that are super pro-vax, they're just hoping that the other dies yeah. really quickly. To 100%. Prove, right? Which I so, also am hoping that they both die. <laughs> so, yeah, both. Why is it that it's, you know, the news is like, Oh, prominent anti-vax, you know, yeah. uh, radio disc jockey dies of COVID, you yeah. know, but how, you know, Shot but, but, but there isn't a flip side to that, mm-hmm. you know, cause someone for sure had well, a breakthrough yeah. and died. Right? For sure, yeah. This, I mean, I one mean, had yeah. to, and one of them had to be a radio disc jockey. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! The yeah. universe can deliver for me right before he makes like a fart sound effect. Yeah, he just <laughs> dies, and you're like, "What happened?" He was gonna play the fart noise after yeah. he said he'd be right back and made a zany noise, yeah. and then he died from actually have COVID on the air after he got a vaccine. <laughs> Crazy man. how the world works. Yeah. But again, that's not Game of Thrones plot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So he's not going to play the fart joke and get beheaded. Everything <laughs> everything will just drag on and then just be like disappointing <laughs> and poorly until designed. the author <laughs> dies and we don't get the real story because yeah. he's 85 and hasn't finished it yet. And I'm getting kind of antsy. Well, again, what's his incentive to finish it? Uh, to piss off HBO. Hmm. Not everyone is as motivated by spite as you are. Uh, I would... Wait, does that that show still exist? No, it ended poorly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I remember, yeah. HBO, I I guess I kind of remember He wasn't writing them fast enough, so they were like, eh, you're out. We're going to write the rest. (laughs) And seemingly everything tied up in one, two, or three episodes. And you're like the fuck and then he came out and was like yeah that's not even that's not how it ends that's that's not even close and you're like oh he's gonna finish the series he's like yeah i have nothing but you know they wanted to finish it because time and i do take a long time he's like i i dilly dally he's like i get distracted fair enough you're like that i like (laughs) i like somebody who's like "Eh, they paid me already but so i gotta go along with it but also go fuck yourself I'm going to slow roll the shit out of this. <laughs> yeah. Because when those books do come out, they'll they'll be better than ever because they're like, it is, are you, fuck, you can't finish somebody else's painting. That's because it's not science. Because <laughs> they didn't put the framework with the numbers about which color goes <laughs> where and at what depth you think. Right. Because yeah. that's, in this. Oh, is yeah. Like, and you, when you use the lime green, you got to use your left hand. Right. Because that's the only way it's, you're going to lay it down with appropriate <laughs> thickness and and spill over. Yeah. Well, you heard it here. This is a Game of Thrones episode. It's not going to end how you want it to. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're not a fucking Lannister. 
All right. Anything else? I mean, we covered a lot. It was good. We didn't leave anything for tomorrow. Ah, uh, uh, we got more for tomorrow. Maybe <laughs> maybe something will happen. That's overnight. been building. This, yeah. this I've got this rage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, talk about fitness. Yeah, we could, or something that is interesting. Meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. meaningful. Now we we could talk about. It. Well, we'll come up with something else. I, I, I yeah, Berkey, welcome. Oh, no, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, uh, you're here. I, we I, I, I introduced I, you. I, no, we didn't. I apologize for launching with whatever it was. We should just name the episode, We're Introducing Berkey. That way there's <laughs> Because we forgot to do it on the show. Yeah. We're introducing him up front on the title. Yeah. Introducing. Like, welcome back, Berkey. Lowercase Berkey. Wait, what was... Uh, <laughs> Was it, was it was the show called Welcome Back, Cotter? Oh, I never saw it, but yes, I think so. I think it, uh, yeah, and they had like the Welcome Back, Welcome Back. We should probably see if we can, you know, <laughs> get, a get, get how many, how much of that can we sample before we twenty seconds? I don't think we don't make true, any money actually, out of this, and we can sample whatever we want, right? It's I, free. Sh- I don't know. What is the rule on that? I don't know. Uh, I believe me, I looked it up <laughs> recently because yeah. of. Um, and it, and it depends. I was I was looking more for for written yeah. words. You know, what can you use and in right. what context can you use it? Uh-huh. That sort of thing. And and then obviously the internet provides all sorts of other ra- you know little rabbit holes. Did and you still a JFK go. speech? And you wanted to? Oh I, no, that was our president. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So my he, bad. He uh, our plagiarist in chief. <laughs> 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 Graduated. Hold on. What, People in, are... in law school, seventy eight out of eighty three, and he, he thought that eighty three. <laughs> Or thought, whatever yeah, it was. The he bottom of the class is the top of the class. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I, yeah. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I okay. hate all politicians. Oh. Equally. And there's a reason why that book, Term Limits, is never going to get made into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. No shit. Yeah. That's... Well, whatever. Hey, what were you looking up about the... Uh, it was copyright stuff. And, and so then... Um, because I wanted to use uh, a big um, quote from a particular individual mm-hmm. and then realize, like, I need to paraphrase this. Oh, right. Because I can't, because I could probably get permission, but not in a timely enough fashion for when we want to go to print. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. Uh, so, but that, then it goes down, you know, there's obviously like, oh, what can you sample? What can you quote? Mm-hmm. What can you, does it like, if you get 15 seconds for free, you know, you can do whatever you want with it or something. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I don't, uh, that doesn't appear to be anywhere <laughs> close to what's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So we were wrong about pretty much everything. Yeah. Look what happens when you try well, to educate yourself. <laughs> exactly. You're just like, man, I'm, well, I'm less wrong than I was. I mean, you got to admit that like probably 90% of what you think you understand about the world is either folklore or just you heard in passing or it's an assumption you made based off of what somebody else told you. Yeah. That makes up most of everybody's education. Mm -hmm. And if you really do understand that, you should be fucking mortified (laughs) to interact with human beings in general because they don't know what they're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially if they're on a Hayabusa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. We'll just call it Hayabusa Berkey. <laughs> name of the episode. And, uh... that is, it's called Berkey Wants to Murder motos- Motorcyclists. <laughs> yeah, when he I, says watch out for motorcycles, watch for motor- what is it? Fuck. Start I, seeing motorcycles. I don't even need to actually murder them. Just knowing just that die. they're dead yeah. is good enough. 
Do you know, you know, I've evolved. neighborhood's quiet now. <laughs> you know, it could be a really cool plot. Except for that fire department. Every now and then, they make a fucking racket, man. I'm going to put a stop to this. It's next. <laughs> you could come up with a really cool fucking plot for, for a movie, but it could be real life, where you just, <laughs> your whole mission is to get motorcyclists that you know and you become involved with to own cats. This is, this is how insidious this is. Have you ever like heard of the animal? Yeah. Okay. Toxoplasmosis <laughs> is a fucking parasite that kind of rewires a human brain to take more risks, which is funny because most people who crash on a motorcycle, I think 70% of the deaths have this parasite in their brain already. Because they're already cat owners. So you just like keep pushing cats. Wait, on... what? Yeah, 70%. It's fucking high. And quote me on that because I'm probably wrong. <laughs> Based on our previous discussion, I heard that once and then added some stuff. And yeah. now it's fact. I'm, and, and I'm only going to use 15 minute, fifteen seconds of yeah. this of that, of that quote. Yeah. So it's mine. No, and here's, here's where it becomes a real truth. It's because I said it before. And I just said it again, and you guys nodded along the second time, yeah. so I know that it's true. I heard yeah. someone say that once, actually. And <laughs> I've heard someone say right. it twice now. <laughs> <laughs> and according to Stephen Kotler, that makes it a fact. And then you, and then you reassured me when I questioned you yeah. that it also was true. So I, it is double. That's basically triple approved. Triple approved. Have you yeah. checked these facts? Yeah. The guy who told me it, I ran it past him. He agrees. <laughs> And this is how people make decisions about things. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Including you. Including <laughs> obviously me. It's so, like, well, the listener. You should, That's my flowchart. <laughs> you should buy the motorcycle. Yeah. All of you. And the cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do whatever that parasite tells you to do. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I'm out. <laughs> Berkey, are you out as well? I'm out as well. I guess then we're leaving. 